to Bickering Peaks with your hosts, Aiden and Lindsay. This is this is season two, episode one, the premiere episode of, of Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yes, that's yes. what we're here to talk that's about. That's what we're here to talk about. Yes, and we are lucky. Today we have a guest. A very special guest. That's you. That's, that's me. you. <laughs> yes, Aaron. Me. Aaron joining us from down the street. Down the street. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So, uh, yeah, um, Aaron and I go back many, many years. To, like, elementary school. Elementary school. Long time. Yeah. I've yeah. known your family for a long time. Yeah. We're so happy that you're here to talk with us about this yes. episode. We're so happy mm-hmm. to we have just, a fan. Yeah, well, and, 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 and just more excited that there's someone else who wants to talk about Twin Peaks yeah, with exactly. us. It's yes. kind of awesome. I'm, so. I'm very excited to yeah. be here. Good. <laughs> Good. To talk Good. about this. Yes. And it's an excellent episode. And you were the one who brought it up that you wanted to talk about this one. So I'm yeah. I'm expecting yeah. results from this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no pressure. I, only, I really only had one scene in mind when I <laughs> brought up this. So That's fine. We'll see. That's yeah. all right. We can work around that scene. Don't worry. Before we get into any big uh, talk about the episode, yes. we wanted to ask you, Aaron, what was your first introduction to Twin Peaks? How did you get into the show? Uh, I don't know... I've always heard of it and I'd never seen it. And then it was on Netflix and one day I just decided, well, I'll try it out. And yeah. the pilot was so good that I just kept going. And I slowed down a little bit halfway through season two, but I uh, I finished off just last week. Yeah. So so you're brand new to the end of yes. Twin Peaks. Which, yes. which, which we won't be talking about too much. Here. Yeah. We're yeah. trying to, we try to keep free, it spoiler but, free. But, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, so it's fairly new for you then, hey. Yes. Yeah, yes. but within like the it. last year, yeah. I, oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. It's a yeah. crazy world. So yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite character? So well, you've watched the whole series. You watched the movie now. Do you have a favorite character? Or? Uh, oh, that's tough. That is tough. I think Cooper's great, um, but I think I really love Leland. Yeah. Just yeah. how crazy he is. Yes. Yeah. And I. I I had this in my notes, but I love Ray Wise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He's so amazing. <laughs> He's so great. He's such a great actor. And this episode really shows yeah. like his range. Mm-hmm. He's a great singer. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's he just little. does everything well. <laughs> I, I will watch Ray Wise for days. Yeah. He's on uh, Tim and Eric. Yeah. Uh, which I just I watched it after I'd seen Twin Peaks, so I couldn't help but see it as Leland Palmer on <laughs> yeah. Tim and Eric, which adds a whole other level to his characters. It's like Colin McLaughlin when he's on Portlandia. It's, yeah. Of course, he's just Cooper who's mother. retired to Portland. That's just yeah. how that happened. Yeah, become yeah. mayor. Like, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So. yeah. So thanks for joining us. And uh, we are here to talk about season two, episode one. Yes, May the Giant Be With You is the, the German the title. title. I hate to call it, it's not the official title, because there weren't official titles, yeah, but it's what, the title that everybody talks I'm about. I'm telling you, next time we got to remember, we're going to find the German one. And, we're gonna and you're going to say it in German? It. Well, I'm going to butcher it in German, yes. And then we'll go Then there. we'll get the German, our German fans will appreciate it. <laughs> that one, no, just that one line, they'll be like, well, they tried. <laughs> And failed. And failed. Like, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So what else? What are the other details on this episode? Uh, well, this episode aired on September 30th, 1990, which I think was a Sunday. I think it was aired as a Sunday night movie, same as the season one uh, premiere. Yeah. Um, it was written by David Lynch and Mark Frost, and it was directed by David Lynch. So yes. we're back to the co-creators of the show, show. pitching in 100%, and it feels like it. So yeah. it's nice to have them back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really good episode. So, uh, Aaron just watched the Log Lady intro for the first time before we started this. Yeah. Um, Aiden and I are going to, we, we always start off with yeah. the Log Lady 
trying to decipher analysis. what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Aiden, we want to start us off. What do you think is going on here? I really don't know. Okay. Uh, I know no, yet. no change from any other <laughs> yep. time. Basically, I'm clueless, as always. Um, she goes on about the thing that I remember, of course, is the gum. She goes on and on about this gum and how it's, there's like a, it can be too hard or too soft, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. It's like a, what's that fairy tale? The beds? The, the Goldilocks. Goldilocks. The That's the one. Thanks. <laughs> She's like the Goldilocks of this chewing gum. And what is it? It's called pitch gum. Pitch gum. Yeah. Is that, it's a, like, is that a brand or something? No, it's like from trees. It's like tree sap. Oh. Yeah. So it can be too runny or too yeah. firm. Yeah, because she gets it off the ponderosa pine. She, yeah. Did you even watch it? I did. I assume she was. Did you even I, watch? I assume she bought it from a place called Ponderosa. Pine. Wow. I don't know. I don't. I don't know nature. Obviously, I'm not the best for this. Once again, <laughs> once again, I think the intelligence level of our yeah, just co-host. Dive down. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, she, the other stuff she talks about, like, are do answers come in dreams? Um, she talks about the woods a lot. How she grew up in the woods. Yeah. And um, yeah, how they kind of provided strength is the kind of sense I got out of it. Yeah. Like they. Uh, they kind of almost form a community, um, which I don't think really ties back to this episode a whole lot. Well, she's not even in the episode much at all. And the log- trees aren't no, really in the episode. No, but usually, yeah, usually when the Log Lady intros tie thematically yeah. to the episode well, in some way. Well, I think way. it does. Okay, well, please my, explain that. My <laughs> idea, do you have some ideas as well on this? You can go ahead. <laughs> well, I just, you know, talking about the pitch gum, mm-hmm. because the giant has the, the line about the gum, yeah. or the, the, it was the from dream, the yeah. dream that yeah. he had in the first yeah. Uh, in the first dream, but we're getting more clues from this dream place. So I think the gum is tying that back. Pitch gum, the gum that yeah, Cooper likes is going to come back as well. Okay. Spoilers. We're not going into that. But anyway, well, no, I think the gum. No, no, I know. But whose gum is uh, coming back in style? That's the spoiler. I'm not revealing. Mm. Um, I think the thing between being runny and hard that there's a middle ground. Yeah. And that's where the best flavor is. I think that's kind of. How I view it, anyway, is like that's the that's the world of the show. This is the middle ground. There's a spirit world. There's a, mm. a helper spirit world, maybe, and there's, and there's the a dark spirit, spirit world, world. And we exist between two worlds, like the fire Pons walk says. with me. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. that's where the flavor is. Okay. That's where the good stuff is. See, you're so smart. I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate this. Um, <laughs> the beginning where she talks about. Uh, not being able to see things, yeah, see things everywhere, yeah. um, that there are things that you can't see, and where, like, w- your dream self being, is that just you in your dream, or yeah, is it yeah, just different it's, versions yeah, of yourself? yourself in all their dreams, so I, yeah. I wonder about that relating to the to the dream. Is it a dream that Cooper's having? Um, yeah. It, nobody else can see it except for him. Yeah. It makes you question the things that you're seeing on screen. Well, he even, uh, yeah, well, this is the end of the episode. We're cutting there. But, like, he's basically saying, at the end he says, I'm not dreaming when the giant right. visits him the second time. So it kind of calls into question, like, what's exactly happening there. Mm. But, yeah. so, Aaron, yeah, would you like you to any add anything? Thoughts? Um, just on the part where she was talking about the strength of the force. Yeah. I think that that's more of an overall theme for the show, I guess, oh, is sure. the nature and, I guess, the destruction of the sawmill in this yeah. episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, that might be what hey. that's tying into. Yeah. This is why we have them on the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I forgot about insight. that. Yeah. Just <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Uh, is all this stuff happening in this town because of how they've treated the yes. nature of yeah. the forest around it. Yeah. That's been Aiden's thesis yeah. throughout yeah. this this whole process. Yeah, that, that technology's been kind of well, battling yeah. nature and is destructive. Like Twin inherently Peaks is destructive. cursed because of the very industry that keeps them alive is mm-hmm. what's cursing yeah. them. Yeah. 
So, so that's, yeah, that yeah. that could very well be. Yep. Makes sense. Cool. All right, so, so that's the log lady. Yep. Uh, was there anything? Oh, okay, I'll give the one-sentence synopsis. This is actually an okay one for yeah, IMDb. Uh, in the aftermath of the incident at the Great Northern Hotel... The investigation into Laura Palmer's death continues, and information is provided from an unexpected source. That's actually... It's not bad. That's not bad. For, yeah, IMDb yeah, for is IMDb. up their quality. We requested <laughs> it. We submitted a <laughs> and request. And it came saying, in. They, they pulled, pulled <laughs> through for us. That's not how it works, but... No, but we went um, Just briefly before uh, we get into the analyzing the actual episode... Um, so we, we talked a little bit in the finale episode and in the recap, the season one recap about ratings and how ratings affected the show. Yeah. And this episode was very highly uh, publicized. People were really, the, the, the network was pushing it. They wanted to get viewers in. And they did for the first 15 minutes, <laughs> yeah. which is really funny to me because so the way that Nielsen ratings work is at the time they and I guess probably still now. I don't know how, but you would you would chart in 15 minute blocks. What Nielsen families would would tell, OK, the first 15 minutes of the hour, the second 15 minutes. Right. For that first 15 minutes of the uh, whatever hour it was, nine o'clock or whatever, um, Twin Peaks was the number one show on TV. And then after that, it dropped to fourth and didn't recover. Out of four. Yeah, out of four. Out of, on the four major networks. <laughs> yeah. And I was listening to the Gifted and the Damned podcast, and they talk about this as well. What happens in the first 15 minutes of this episode? He's, Cooper's lying there bleeding, talking to a waiter for 15 Can minutes. Can you later. imagine? <laughs> Just put yourself in the mindset of a 30-something tuning in to ABC on September 30th, 1990, expecting to find out, did Cooper survive? What's going on with the mill? And oh, you get this decrepit waiter <laughs> yeah. who can't even string a sentence together. We can't even hang up a phone. That's yeah. my favorite. It takes him 20 <laughs> seconds just to hang up a phone. Like, so. honest to God, yeah. I would tune out. Well, no, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> no, but would but the it. average 30 year old in 1990 would be like, what the hell is going, going on? on? Especially when it's built. And they tune away. Yeah, like. Yeah, so this is what they upped it. This is, this is what they were promoting. Mm-hmm. And that's what they got. Yeah. So, you know. Did David Lynch know that? Did Why, ABC did he know care? what they were getting when they gave him, you know, the show? <laughs> like these really. are these are deep existential questions yeah. that are going to take a while to unravel. But I just thought it was interesting because now we can jump into what happens the very first scene. Well, but first, a minor a minor comment on uh, the intro, the title sequence. It's longer. They yeah. Basically, credit everybody finally. So yeah. all the supporting cast are in there. Yeah. Uh, just a small change. There's also that big log. Makes they a return. Yeah, yeah, they show well, that again. Well, it's just it's the same opening credit sequence from the first from the movie, like the, the, the first part yeah, from the, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so three minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Feels like it. I made it. I made a note. You did. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was I was going to time it and I <laughs> forgot to. Did, yeah. I did time the the room service waiters. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's like it it's like eight minutes. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's a I'm long like, time. Yeah. It's a long time. So yeah, nothing um, happens. It's great. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the yeah. opening credits and uh, Cheryl Lee is finally credited, which but you have she to think, wasn't. Uh, she, I, I think, think she, she was credited as like a guest star. Well, for Maddie, when Maddie, yeah. But. but I think what what we um, what we need to remember is that this was put on as like the Sunday night movie, so it was yeah. Yeah. billed as a movie. Yeah. So this feels like a movie opening credit sequence. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, for sure. So okay, yeah. So the first scene. The first scene. Room service. Wow. Wow. Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got um, there for that? Yeah, not a lot happens. <laughs> he, yeah, he, I, I just love his 
complete non-reaction to Cooper lying there bleeding. Yeah. Bleeding, yeah. Are you all right? it up for you. What's that? Hung it up for you. Did you call a doctor? The doctor? Uh, it's hung up the phone. Thank you. Sure. No problem. But uh, my first question is, is this in the real world anymore? Because, uh, first of all, he, when he's talking to Diane in the morning, so a couple more scenes later, he comes back and he's, he starts talking to his voice recorder and Diane and it's recording. Mm -hmm. There's no hint of that during either when the the service guy comes or the giant. Oh yeah, that's a good Mm. point. So, um, yeah, so no, but that's that's a good point because he says he hopes that his recorder was on and recording. Yeah. It doesn't record anything before that. Well, that we that see, we know, and you think he, it would because he he if looks up talking, and he, yeah, he's talking yeah. to the giant and to the that's a good point. The waiter. So, so I'm thinking the waiter's not even real. Yeah, I made you know? a note that it does he come back. He comes back later in a later episode yes, in the, the yeah in the yeah, red room, which yeah. kind of leads me to think that. He may not have been real yeah. and the whole thing was... Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it's farcical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it is. Yeah. It is. I mean, I wouldn't put it past David Lynch that this guy would be a real guy. Yeah. Who like just has thing, kept yeah. his job through attrition or something at the Great Northern because <laughs> he's clearly the worst <laughs> waiter room service of time, waiter yeah. of all time. Yeah. But he is kind of linked to the giant in a lot of ways because and he shows mm. up in a, in a in the roadhouse scene yes, as well. Yes, that's true. He's just uh, sitting midway there. Midway through this season. Yeah. Um, right before the giant comes back. Yeah. So so he is linked to the giant a lot. Yeah. Mm. He kind of looks like the giant bald. Yeah, even in Fire Walk With Me, if I remember correctly, he's there too. I don't The remember. two of them are, are there for a Maybe. moment. I, I don't, don't think, I don't think it's Fire Walk With No, me. it's probably just the last episode. But yeah, there. no, I, I I tend to think that this might be a dream as well. Or not a, maybe not a dream, but... Well, yeah, the reason I don't, I would shy away from dreaming, the reason, well, mm-hmm. first of all, he comes at the end of the episode, like I said, he says, I'm not dreaming. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the the giant does remove his ring, his yes. ring physically, well, yeah. and all of a sudden right. there is milk there. Ostensibly, that's real, too. Mm-hmm. So either, you know, this world is coming in and physically interacting with the real world, mm-hmm. or some kind of variation of that, right. the, the creatures from there are able to come in and and exist for a while so it's uh but yeah and this is really like it's funny because this is the start of the episode but this is like the start of uh a real change in the the kind of mystical elements of the show the the mythos of the show there's a there's a couple things that he does that definitely leads to that like he says i heard about you yeah twice Mm -hmm. yes yeah and then he gives him the thumbs up three times yes and then the giant appears yes so that's definitely yeah. Part of that whole exactly. S- there's a whole symbology number thing going on. Yeah. With the, exactly. In the whole series. Exactly, yeah. and that's something we noted in the previous Log Lady intro. She mentions the number three. The number three is a mystical number, anyway. Mm-hmm. So for him to give the thumbs up three times, he returns like he comes into the room three, three times. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, and the last one though, it's weird because Cooper 
Is he like shaking his finger at him? Or yeah, he's pointing he lifts up his finger and he kind of does something. And I was yeah. wondering what that means. Like, is he shaking his finger? No, no or, is, or he... is he saying that? Yeah, okay, see you later. Kind yeah, he's like, a wave. I don't yeah. know. It's it's. I mean, who knows? But it's, <laughs> it's David it's, Lynch. But yeah. But yeah, that it's was yeah. Um, but yeah, then the giant comes in. tell them to you and they come true then will you believe me what are they the smile the three things are there's a man in a smiling bag the owls are not what they seem and without chemicals he points yeah and um and those are so in my mind this is kind of just a direct continuation of you know uh solve the dream crack the code yeah no that's the other one (laughs) that's the exact opposite but you know that you know that's not right right yeah 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 I just couldn't think of it Break the accurately. Code, solve the crime. That's the one. Uh, so yeah, it's just a continuation of the dream <laughs> where it's like now there's another mystical element yeah. that's going to guide the next couple episodes. Yeah. And I feel like, um, again, kind of spoiler alert, but you find out who killed Laura Palmer sooner than I think David Lynch or Mark Frost wanted. Um, I feel like this is the kind of thing that would happen every six or seven episodes. That there would be new a new intrusion a new, from the yeah, dream world like or you'd, from the you'd supernatural You'd go down this, this, one out, this one path and mm. you'd think you'd have it. And then a supernatural thing would come in and solve it and change all the hmm. uh, change all the, the factors at play. So that could be. Um, but yeah, here that's definitely what it does because the whole f- season one is led up to Leo Johnson being the killer, right? And then w- after this scene and like one or two more, you kind of yeah. realize well, no, he's, every he's single yeah. every single culprit uh, is excluded by the end of this episode, basically. Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of Jacoby, who's... Well, no, even well, he even is... Well, then, they, they interview him, out, and yeah, they kind of rule him out, too. So, yeah, we so. don't really... Yeah. Yeah. Now there's a, a new path that you're going down. Yeah, yeah. Which is leading away from the Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, when the giant tells Cooper... The question is, where have you gone? It kind of ties in with what we were talking about earlier, that maybe... The, maybe this isn't a dream that he's gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's... Okay, here's the thing. Because uh, in the original script for the... Oh, well, this is all spoilers. Yeah, we'll that's get into was, it, yeah. That's what I was going to say, Because you can too, get into the... Like, there's... Yeah. Let's not talk about the Well, no. The we, we, can, we can talk about the lodges briefly. Because it's okay. Okay. I want to <laughs> talk about them. Given them okay. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, you no, but it's interesting. Because the Great Northern is linked to the lodges. Yes. And right? It, and in the original uh, script, the, the Black Lodge and the White Lodge that... Cooper was going to potentially have to go into were just going to be set in the Great Northern. They'd reuse the sets and light them differently and stuff to yeah. change between the two. So yeah. potentially the this is the White Lodge that he's gone into. And it just or happens one of the lodges. Look, yeah. It could have been the Black Lodge. Yeah. But it, it ties in a little bit also with Aaron, what you were saying about the woods because the the, the Great Northern is hewn from wood. It's, mm. it's full of wood. The wood comes back to play an important role in the latter part of season two with what happens with Josie and everything. Um, so is there, is there some kind of element, you know, does the wood imbue the great Northern with some kind of mystical, you know, spiritual energy or something. Yeah. That that makes this possible. Is that why, is that where Cooper has gone? And is it because of being surrounded by wood from Ghostwood forest, you know, or whatever? Oh, 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Could be. <laughs> They're all questions. I mean, we yeah. have no answers yeah, to these. Yeah, a lot these of these are all just don't get answered. Just, but. No, and I don't think they ever will, and I think that's what's beautiful about the show. Yeah. So I'm no. not complaining. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder if they had meant for it to be, like you said, yeah. It, yeah. The, the lodges were to be in the... That would tie, it, tie that in a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be a right? lot clearer at yeah. least, because, yeah, then you'd know... Well, you kind of you'd have a, an inkling at least of mm-hmm. uh, what they look like and how they operate. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Did you have any other comments on this section? The, I just wanted to say the last thing that the giant tells him is that uh, Leo was locked in a hungry horse, and there's a clue at Leo's house. So that we don't quite absolve Leo, but the clue does help absolve Leo. Mm-hmm. But we still think at this point that maybe he's involved somehow at this. Well, yeah, he was still the prime suspect, yeah. and for Cooper, at least, he thinks, yeah. Yeah. Leo's still so, there. yeah. Okay. We go to One-Eyed Jacks after this. Yes. Yeah. Briefly for, well, there's two things that happen here. So, let's let's talk about Blackie first, because she's, it's, they're kind of intercut, but, yeah. no. so Blackie all of a sudden is a drug addict. That's what we find out in five Did, seconds. Was there any indication that this was coming at I any point? I don't think so. I didn't say anything. I don't recall any. Yeah. No, I, d- I doubt it. I think they literally, I think... We're going to talk about this a lot. Season two is an abrupt change in a lot of cases for yeah. characters and kind of even the feel of the show mm. I mean, with all the supernatural stuff being a good indication. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Blackie all of a sudden is a drug addict. She needs a fix and she's begging Jerry, Jerry Horn and for Jerry's it. Jerry's a jerk. I mean, Jerry's just <laughs> well, a Jerry's weird, always been quirky kind of guy, a... but now he's like menacing. He does seem a little more yeah. He's a weird character. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple times in this episode where he's pretty menacing. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's, <laughs> For such a little Jerry's probably my second favorite character. <laughs> I love Jerry Horn. No, <laughs> honestly, he's, he's amazing. So and David so Patrick bizarre. Kelly is such... He plays it so well. I just love it. He's just so insulting. But his his, his barbs are so good. He's like uh, Agent Rosenfield, who's just like... When he cuts someone up, you're just like, yeah. So yeah, then you go into... What is the room called? The I think it's called the Little Rose Room little or the Rose. Little Flower Room. Yeah, something like that. Where Audrey is now fighting off her father's advances. <sighs> so creepy. It's uh, just... Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Come on. Let's have a look at the new girl. But it does kind of start to bring up the whole pedophilia yes incest we're not talking about yet. no not but, it, much, but that's but it okay it, it does it's... it does come up and and leads to some interesting parallels which yeah. make themselves quite apparent yeah by the it middle is. of the season yeah for sure and uh, uh i like the way this one shot it's all in like the red the flowy lacy mm-hmm. red um the curtains are like really thick and she's playing with those and it's yeah. always just been kind of like peeking in and yeah. sneaking and like parting things like it's yeah. very like a weird sexual undertones oh, to, yeah. to it just by just by looking and stuff and he has the big cigar in his hand of course um is does he peek it does he see her does she have the cat mask on in this scene or does that happen in the next well it scene? kind of like the things are back to back so there's blackie in between so oh, right yeah, right right yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh yeah so she has she puts a mask on and he's playing the big bad wolf yeah yeah that's right which is like again like fathers tell their daughters these stories as bedtime stories and then here he is telling this bedtime story to his he doesn't know it's his daughter but they're in a bedroom it's the layers are so it's so disturbing now does Uh, here's a question for the future episodes maybe but like does audrey ever use a mask again 
Not well, really. Well, she, she's always putting on a mask, isn't she? Okay. The first part of... Well, all of season one, she's wearing masks and putting on... When? Well, the very first thing we see of her in, oh, in the yeah, pilot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. she's, she puts on the mask of the bad girl, yes, right? Yes, okay. It's a... It's a yeah. You mean a physical, like, actual yeah, no, literal yeah, mask? Yeah, no, no, well, that's from where little one. But later on, does she, this kind of part of her character fades a little bit. Because, I, I mean, a she's... A lot of Audrey's character yeah, fades. fades. It's very yeah. sad. So yeah. I, it's, we've talked about this. Yes, you this love is, I don't Audrey. like talking about this. I know. It's very sad. It's tragic. Yeah. <laughs> Poor um, Audrey. And speaking of kind of obscurity and uh, when she takes off the mask. Yeah. That's a really kind of an interesting shot because she's... Uh, there's a lot of emotion yeah, well, there's a lot of emotion there, but she's also still obscured. Like, mm. she takes off the mask, but then there's still some of the the curtains kind of obscuring her face. You only kind of get, like, half of her reaction. Mm. Um, and she seems very calm about it, though. It's not like she's really, like... Well, yeah, I don't know. Aaron. what was your read on that that scene? Like, what... I, I think she was just creeped out Yeah. that it was her dad. Yeah. And learning that your dad runs a... <laughs> right. A brothel, Pro- yeah. a brothel yeah. in another country. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be... Well, and because she's terrible. there trying yeah. to figure out who killed well, Laura. That's yeah. Sudden, thing. yeah, maybe So now she's maybe thinking, she's thinking her dad could be a suspect. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of yeah. things going on. Like, yeah. there's probably fear. There's disillusionment. She's probably hurt. Yeah. Um, she's confused. Yeah, so her face is kind of off, kind of like stoic. Like she's just yeah. kind of like, what's going on? Yeah, like yeah. It was, it's more just kind of amazement more than anything, but really subdued. So I don't know. Yeah, I love yeah. that that scene. That's no, really, it's very good. It's really I guess cool. her fear wouldn't be so much that her dad was going to have sex with her. Right. Because yeah, think as he soon would as he takes her out, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. more that of her getting discovered. Yeah, that she was there. Yeah, because yeah, she wants to be there. She wants to help. Cooper solved this yeah. crime. So if she gets found out, yeah, she's going to get sent home and yeah. she's going to have failed her special agent, right? Yeah. So so that's maybe part of it too. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. I don't think that there actually would have been any... God, no. I no. He would have <laughs> yeah. figured it out pretty quick. You know, I don't think it would have gone that far. Yeah, yeah. So I was just I, thinking for from her, like, her look after, it yeah. wouldn't have been any sort of fear of... Yeah. That. No, I no. don't think so. Yeah. Either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, so one weird plot thing. So uh, Jerry calls in to stop Ben from yeah. pursuing her, um, and he says they hit a SNAG. Mm-hmm. But what is that snake? Does that ever get clarified? What? Yeah. The problem is, is that with Hank. Yeah, I think so oh. because they they do they don't really seem to be all that concerned afterwards. Like yeah, they, like the next scene it, but... they come in and. They're just kind of chatting amongst yeah, themselves. Yeah, they're talking about the fire and what happened. But maybe the snag is that Leo didn't die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Nope. Clear that up. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, you go yeah. to, back to Cooper? Yeah. Is that right? So, this is when Cooper uh, activates the voice recorder and starts mm-hmm. talking to Diane. And, and it's in the morning, it's right? It's morning time. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, I mean, he comes in at four in the morning anyway. Yeah, it was so, early. it might have, it might only be a couple of hours later. This could be very early morning. It doesn't. And he, when when he gets to the hospital at seven forty five, so yeah, that's right, yeah. So it's only so it's not hours and hours and hours no. later, but it is daytime or morning anyway. And he has this great speech. I'm lying on the floor of my room. I've been shot. A great deal of pain and a fair amount of blood. Fortunately, I was wearing my bulletproof vest last night per bureau regulations when working undercover. I remember folding the vest up, trying to chase down a wood tick. 
If you can imagine the impact on your chest of three bowling balls dropped from a height of about nine feet, you might begin to approximate the sensation. All things considered, being shot is not as bad as I always thought it might be, as long as you can keep the fear from your mind. But I guess you could say that about most anything in life. It's not so bad as long as you can keep the fear from your mind. Um, but he, he does give that line about keeping the fear from your mind and how that's yeah. kind of uh, true for most things in life, not just facing death, but the music kind of turns ominous, and yeah. that that line, um, I think that line is is, I mean, we know we've seen the the rest of the series, we know that that comes back to, be to a, play, play an for important him. Role. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it it certainly set up as an important um, theme, I think. Yeah. For him, for the rest of the the season anyway mm-hmm. he does notice the ring is gone too so yeah so yeah he's almost amazed he's like wow that was real yeah yeah he like, he's like oh my god gone. the yeah. ring is yeah is gone maybe this this did happen yeah and then he yeah he does have like a, a little more of a monologue talking about uh what he wants to do at a time like this curiously you begin to think of the things you regret or the things you might miss I would like, in general, to treat people with much more care and respect. I would like to climb a tall hill, not too tall, sit in the cool grass, not too cool, and feel the sun on my face. I wish I could have cracked the Lindbergh kidnapping case. I would very much like to make love to a beautiful woman who I had genuine affection for. And, of course, it goes without saying that I would like to visit Tibet. I wish they could get their country back and the Dalai Lama could return. Oh, I would like that very much. All in all, a very interesting experience. Um, and then the cops show up. Yeah. And he's like, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> because, we're, yeah, so Andy was on the phone originally. Yeah. And the, the room service waiter hung up the phone. But presumably Gradually. Andy, I mean, if Andy is any kind of cop, which we're not really sure. Yeah, he's not yeah, the best. But, but he would have heard the gunshots, the I'm sure, right? Yeah. He would have heard something. They do get there, would have, they, Yeah, a couple hours later. Well, obviously. Uh, the, it was a silencer on the gun. Yeah, so he may true. not have Maybe heard he the gunshots. Yeah. 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 It was weird. Well, then maybe Andy's a better cop than we give him credit for, and he thinks something's wrong. Well, and definitely do show up. In deploys yeah. Truman Hawk and himself. Yeah. And then we go to the hospital, and we get the. Uh, yeah. Um, we get Cooper, Cooper waking recovery. up. Lucy, you better bring Agent Cooper up to date. Leo Johnson was shot. Jacques Renault was strangled. The mail burned. Shelly and Pete got smoke inhalation. Catherine and Josie are missing. Nadine is in a coma from taking sleeping pills. How long have I been out? Because it really does sound like a lot of shit happened, yeah. right? And it's yeah. on one night. In one night, yeah. All yeah. That stuff happened. yeah. Which uh, is very soap opera. I, I don't... 
we've talked about this being like a parody of a soap opera, but I really don't think it's a parody. I think this is a pretty faithful adaptation of like a nightly soap opera that just happens to be crossed with a police procedural and you a know, supernatural and a supernatural thriller, thriller. Like... yeah so but I, I don't think they're it's it's a little tongue-in-cheek but i think they're pretty faithful to i think they well, yeah. respect the soap opera as a format yeah well i think yeah especially mark frost like because yeah. he he directed that last episode well i think was... even david lynch would to a, to a degree yeah yeah i think he's sure. very earnest about things i don't think he does things ironically so i don't think he's going to do this if he if he's nope. not into it right yeah but yeah all the references to or all the secret romances yeah. and yeah. pregnancies and yeah, yeah, it's all very soap opera. Very yeah. much so. And not yeah, and not in a way that makes fun of it. Just in yep. totally yeah. earnest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, even though it is Lucy delivering the sign and she's kind of a jokey character, it's like yeah, this this happens. This this is what happened. We're not. Yeah. It's the worst, busiest night since the Elks Club fire of 1959, yeah. Hayward I love says. Dr. Hayward in this <laughs> scene, too. He's just like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He's kind of excited, though, too. Um, yeah, so then Cooper, and he gets up and he has this great shot where he's like, holds up his arm and he's like... The, <laughs> I'm the leaving, like, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, against his doctor's orders, yeah, he, yeah. he's going to uh, leave. Because they have to go check out Leo's place. Yeah. They showed a, he showed him the bullet with the, the wood yeah, tick the on tick. it. Which Hell was, of a way to kill a tick. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> We, well, we get a few more scenes in the hospital, Well, right? that's the thing. Like, okay. Yeah. Most of this episode takes place, place in the hospital. Well, yeah. There's, like, only, like, four or five settings in this episode. Yeah. It's really cool because there's a bunch of scenes, but it's almost like the scenes just kind of yeah. happen to m- meld together. Yeah. Because next we go to Shelly right. uh, watching uh, the news about the the mill fire. Um, from there, do we go to Renette? Not much happens, but she no. kind of... Yeah. The lights flash, right? The lights flash, yeah, a little yeah. bit around her. And yeah. uh, you also get, the, like, this cool film noir thing. She had a shot of her, yeah, her, that's uh, right. her file. Yes. Because uh, it's just like her name and light and everything else is just shadow. Yeah. And then, yeah, it kind of pans over to her and you get this. Like we forgot vibe. that that would be Renette. I <laughs> yeah. guess it's been a long time since she's been on the show. And she kind of almost wakes up here a little bit. Like her yeah. eyes open Well, I think that's the point that yeah. we're, we're seeing her. Come, coming back. Where do we go next? I believe it is to the uh, Palmer, Palmer House. house. Yeah. Uh, so you have Maddie with Sarah and Maddie's just staring at the rug. And I, this scene is so scary, and I have no idea why, because nothing <laughs> happens. But she's just staring at the carpet, and uh, she's talking to Sarah. Well, Sarah's trying to carry on a conversation, mm-hmm. and Maddie just says, well, I had a, a nightmare or a dream okay. about this carpet. Um, and then Leland appears. And this is where you just before we go on, yep. because I, I get the sense this, that Sarah's really worried about that Maddie's having visions, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, yeah she... It's a very worried look yeah. on her face. Which she, she doesn't like, have before. She's kind of calm yeah. and she's drinking mm-hmm. her coffee yeah, and asking okay. about um, Beth, who uh, presumably that's her mom. Yeah, it is her mom. She mentions yeah. that. Would, she, would that be Sarah's sister? I think so. I think that's the implication, yeah. So then do you think that, that Sarah's all of a sudden worried that maybe her niece, her her direct relation, also experiences visions the way that she well, does? Yeah, because she asked right away too, Is it was Laura. Was in Laura the, in it? The, yeah. yeah. Mm. And... And then it got me thinking, like, Maddie doesn't mention anything about having had visions or anything like that. So is it just that because she's in Twin Peaks, does Twin Peaks somehow, is the area what gives people these visions? Because a lot of supernatural freaky shit happens, and a lot of people do have 
kind of intuitive. Well, even in this episode, uh, we get to Major Briggs later, who has yeah. the same thing. It was the yeah. night before he has a vision as well. So, I mean, maybe it was just that was the night that they were going to be visions. Maybe. maybe yeah, though, yeah. And I think it's only certain people. It is only certain yeah. people, right? Uh, it's definitely specific to a few people yes. around town. Most of the people don't. Right. Well, that we know of. But, that we but, know of. But yeah. the, of the characters that we meet, not all of them do have this yeah. this ability. So it singles them out, and it makes you think Maddie is more important maybe than yeah, you we've been led think. to believe. Because yeah. mm-hmm. up until this point, she's really just been like a, a, a cipher for Laura. She's just yeah. like a replacement for Laura, really. For Jacoby, for James, for Donna. It seems like she's going to get her own... St- well, we know she's going to get her own storyline, but this yeah. is the first indication that we get for that. Yeah. So yeah, so then and then the, yeah, so this is the scene that Aaron talked about when he said he wanted to talk about this episode. He's like, "This is the scene, <laughs> Leland Palmer. <laughs> what does Leland do in this scene, Aaron?" Uh, he <laughs> he shows up with white hair and yeah. starts singing. It's just so funny. Ray Wise is so funny. Yeah. You said he's your favorite it. character, that Leland is your favorite character yeah. on the show? Mostly because of scenes like this. Yeah. Because yeah. he plays it so well. It's, it's so absurd almost yeah which he play like he can play normal and yeah. like very straight laced like you see him in the first episode he's just like a normal yeah normal guy was well, like dramatic and yeah and then yeah. like he has that breakdown when he finds out Laura died but then you get scenes like this where he's just totally off the wall yeah. and he just nails it mm-hmm. like it's just i don't know i i love it yeah. i could i could watch him dance around and sing all day. It's, it's the best. This, maybe this is why this is your favorite episode, because he does get a couple of really great yeah, yeah. scenes yeah, to yeah, have yeah. this. But it's a total, like, nonsense song based on an English nursery rhyme, apparently. Oh, okay. Which is funnier, too, because it's like, because it is so nonsensical mm-hmm. to have this buttoned-up lawyer guy come in and just start singing <laughs> it to his wife and niece, who are, like, totally blown away that his hair is white and that... He, like, just the night before, he's killed Jacques Renault, right? So, like, this yeah. is literally yeah. just a few hours after, which explains the white hair, yeah. but but he's he's totally had a break from reality, I yeah. think, at this point. Yeah, and this is one of those season two changes. Like, mm-hmm. they really turn, they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do with Leland. They finally figured <laughs> it out. But it's good. I, oh, yeah. It's, no, it's this not is one, one of the more interesting ones. ones. Yeah, for it's sure. one of the ones that works really yeah. well. It, it gives him something to do other than cry and... Yeah. Which I don't mind either. Like, you're right, Aaron. Ray Wise is just brilliant. No, yeah, he's great in the whole soul series. Absolutely. Yeah, he's great every scene. But yeah. Sure. Um, um, but yeah, and, and yeah. it's funny because the, the singing even kind of was hinted at in the first season because he has mm-hmm. all the musicals mm-hmm. stuff and the dancing. Yeah. Um, so it's already kind of, the groundwork's already been laid for his character. And then here you're like, okay, he's he's going somewhere. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't know where yeah. yet. Could you imagine the your husband... Yeah. Like a few days after your daughter yeah. has been killed, walks in and just starts singing, singing, yeah, and but he dancing. doesn't even walk in. He comes out from behind a yes. screen, so he's yeah. there the he's whole like, time. Even yeah, like that's I true. forgot what? about that. That's so <laughs> creepy. He's just been standing there, like I don't know what's creepier: the fact that he's like white hair, <laughs> that he's that. singing this weird song, or that he's been standing there the whole time. I've been having this conversation with yeah. my niece. That's so funny. 
poor Sarah. She's just like doesn't yeah, know how she, to handle yeah. it. Like, yeah. And well, Maddie, even Maddie doesn't. And and then so yeah, Leland and Sarah go off, and Maddie then sees, um, I, I, it's a blood stain, right? Yeah. It's not wine. It's not. It's no, blood. It's, it's blood. Be a blood stain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, really... begs, it begs the question that like, what is she seeing? Is she seeing? Is she having a vision of something that's already happened, or is she having a vision of something that's going to happen? See, the more I'm watching this episode, the more I'm thinking like. This day, like the the night and the day, is when these two <laughs> kind of realities are colliding because right. they're all having these these connections to to otherworldly things, um, and then they kind of fade away. Um, so there's something about this night, yeah, that, that you're that, saying yeah. is important. But yeah, she has a vision of something and she shrieks, and it's that classic Cheryl Lee scream. Mm. Scream. She's a screamer, man. She's got so. lungs on her. It's great. Um, yeah, so then know? we go back to the Great Northern and Ben and Jerry talking about the fire and uh, what they're going to do, I think, or something. I really just tuned them out at this point. I, do you have any notes, Aaron, about what they're talking about or what they do? No, just yeah. that once Leland arrives. Yeah. That's the interesting <laughs> yeah, that, part, that's right? The cool part. Like, I don't, yeah, I think they were talking about Leo and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Leo and uh, Hank and... Yeah. And Catherine, too. They, and th- Catherine. This is kind yeah. of where it makes a little more sense that, like, we, I think... They say, like, oh, Catherine has to take the fall for the fire. Right, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. They mentioned that the first yeah. time. But the, um, the issue is that Leo is still alive. He was yes, supposed to yes, have been killed, yes. so Hank dropped the ball. Yeah. Maybe that's... I think that's the snag that, that Jerry was yeah. talking yeah. about when I tried But then, yeah. Leland but then Leland Lynch. comes in, and we get, an, we get an encore of Marizzi Dotes. <laughs> yeah. But I love it, because then you get Jerry and, and Ben... Just dancing. start dancing. I love it. Like, they don't even ask a question. They <laughs> just start yeah. Which yeah. is the best. It and, is. And it's like, so good. And yeah. like Ben Horn jumps up on his desk, and it's filmed like the the camera yeah. angles. Like, the camera angles in this episode are really great. Yeah. They're either like really really low or really really, really high, high, and there's some really interesting yeah. things some that happen cool there. Angles, but this yeah. is filmed from like high yeah. up, looking down at the door. So so Leland is on the threshold of the room, kind of doing his thing, and. Jerry, and Jerry like just comes like close to the camera and starts. Well, and it looks almost like he's thing. gonna break dance or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then like <laughs> that's so weird. And then yeah, Ben's on the desk doing a little soft shoe, you know, routine. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so great. It is, yeah. And I I agree the way they, this one shot. And there's another one in the uh, one on Jacks. It's kind of a similar shot. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of like he plays with distance a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they they go towards Leyland and they come back, and mm-hmm. it's just a really dynamic kind of thing for TV, especially yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, but anyways, yeah. So it's. it's Do you have anything to add about your favorite made, character, Aaron? <laughs> I made a note about uh, Ben and Jerry. How mm-hmm. it's kind of like they've lost touch with reality, right? Like being powerful, yeah, right. rich men. I think the the whole dancing, yeah, like just yeah. doing Sounds whatever like... weird thing comes yeah. to your mind comes with not having any sort of anybody to answer to when yeah. you that could be very yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good a good observation because they are like they own everything yeah, yeah. it's they funny because they don't the even they don't even ask him about his hair no. he just says like i'm back well, or whatever, last, and they're like, yeah yep. and the last time that they see him they're like get out of here like we'd want so nothing to do with leland and all of a sudden he, like it makes you wonder what kind of a lawyer he was beforehand that they're like <laughs> this is normal leland's back he's dancing like, and singing was, again was he always uh, this was he always this crazy i don't know yeah Maybe he was just as crooked as... They <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, good, he's back. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, the, the gang's back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a great... It's a great scene. A great scene, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Um, so then do we go to the Johnson household? Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah so, so now we get some fun stuff and, happening. Well, yeah. I, I just love this scene because Cooper basically solves the whole, like, how Leo was shot and <laughs> yeah. what was happening here in, like, two seconds. But again, it kind of, like, um, is, is this when they kind of rule out Leo Johnson? Not yet. They kind of are Not still yet. thinking they, that they he's, haven't. yeah. Um, and but what, they're still, they're trying, yeah, it's, it's just a, a callback to Cooper's intuitive abilities to just yeah. walk into a room and just look around and out. Sherlock Holmes the answer, right? Like yeah. he just, the, the, those geese were flying that, that night, night or those yeah. ducks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like all these, these things that are just like, it's like the old Cooper is back, right? Yeah. Like, even though he's been shot and he's kind of hunched over and he's not quite himself, it's still the same Agent Cooper, yeah. right? Yeah. Then Agent Rosenfield. Well, did no. Did I say that right? You did. That was great. Agent's been having a problem with names. If you've been listening to the podcast, it's you realize terrible. that he... I am just the worst. You called him right. Alan at one point or something, I think. Uh, Alfred. Alfred. Alfred, Alfred Rosenford. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm worse than Andy in that. <laughs> uh, Hawk brings in Leo's duster that smells like gasoline, so that's how oh, they link yeah. him to yeah, the yeah. fire. That's so right. that's like, the oh, other yeah. piece yeah. that falls in yeah. place. Cool. But yes, then... Yeah, Andy calls out that Agent Rosenflower is... Agent Rosenflower. Yeah, which is great. So first of two times that he Gets it wrong, but it's so great. Yeah. Agent Cooper, he's here. He's here, yeah. <laughs> he's here. Well, and that's the thing, like, Andy, especially in this episode, he repeats himself. <laughs> all like, the time. So much. Yeah. And, and uh, Lynch uses that all the time. The same as, like, yes. the, I've heard, I've been hearing I've, about you or whatever he yeah, says, the, the old I've man. I've heard about you. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he uses repetition as, as a way to, like... Um, promote oddity like you're, yeah. you're you're like okay this character is not quite yeah all there not quite normal in andy's case which is sad because know. andy had a, a resurgence at the end of season one he kind of well yeah, he, charge yeah and he had the gun he shot the yeah shot but then all of a sudden yeah. he's bumbling around and and he steps on a board and whacks himself in the head in that very classic slapstick <laughs> yeah this would not so be out of place though. in a buster keaton yeah. silent film yeah um, and he stumbles around a bit. There's blood coming from his nose. Well, it's and just... even this, like, it just takes so long. Like, he's just, like, he's waddling around for, like, four minutes, I swear, before <laughs> Cooper and them figure out anything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. yeah. I, I wrote that no one is nearly worried enough <laughs> yeah, about <laughs> him. <laughs> like, he clearly has like brain something trauma or something. Yes. Yeah. And they just are all staring at him, letting him... Waddle around. around with blood it's, coming from his nose. It's really bizarre. It's like the scene in the Rocks and Bottles episode where he gets hit in the head with the rock. Yeah, yeah. And, and Truman says something about how, where there's no sense, there's no. no feeling. It's like nobody really gives a crap about Andy mm. when he gets hurt. Yeah, they, you, yeah, Lynch likes using him as like the pain comic relief. Like like Homer well, Simpson. He's, he's, <laughs> like, he's the slapstick. Yeah. The... the, the the fool character, right? Yeah. So it's okay for him to be hurt and nobody really has to care that much. Except for Lucy. Lucy cares. Yeah, Lucy loves him. So I, I wrote something that I don't know if I can really back up. Okay, no, um, let's do it. <laughs> I wrote, Andy is a audience surrogate. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because he... Um, it's how normal people would solve crimes right like totally falling into any clues that they do yeah. jumping to the wrong conclusions i don't know yeah, i don't yeah. know if i can back that up no yeah, at yeah. all i that can see that yeah. i can see that because and in this episode especially like he kind of takes what people have given him there's a couple of t a couple of times where he puts the pieces together and he happens to be right mm -hmm. but he yeah. does so in the same at the same time that we're putting them together so i do think in this episode especially he's much more of a, an audience yeah. than maybe I never thought of that. That's and an that point. he's the only one who actually gets 
upset by yes. how terrible the things that yes. happen yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. One, no one else seems to be yeah, upset to about be, it. Yeah, well, true. they might be upset, but they're definitely not but showing they don't show it. Yeah, they He's don't the show only it. one who has that emotional yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. connection. Yeah, no, it's definitely yeah, no, that's, interesting. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought um, of that. Uh, this scene also, Cooper gives a hesitant thumbs up, which is just funny. That's just a little thing. Well, um, why does he give him the thumbs up? Because what do they find under the board? Yeah, they find uh, cocaine and a uh, new pair of shoes. For Leo's Leo. new shoes. Leo yeah. needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> circle brand. Yeah, yes. Circle brand. Which is that not the same brand that Philip Gerard sells? Oh, maybe. I think that's why they show it, because I thought we saw that earlier. In or the later. Scene. Or maybe it's later. I think it's the next episode, actually. Because remember, Philip Gerard comes in a later scene. But yeah, they find a sizable amount of cocaine and yep. a new pair of shoes under the board that Andy knocked up. Yep. So in his own way, yeah, he stumbles into this <laughs> yeah. this, uh, this This find, clue. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. The double we, R. Should we go on to the double R? Yeah. So, okay, so here's the thing. Like, uh, So we had the hospital. There were a bunch of shots there. Leo's is kind of a, an outlier, but then you're at the double R and kind of uh, three, there's like three scenes kind of back mm-hmm. to back that all kind of uh, come together. Uh, first is Maddie's there wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and they're Laura's glasses. They're Laura's glasses. And then Donna comes in and. Laura, Donna wanted them? Why Donna did she them. want them? You never know. <laughs> I don't know. Is that I, a normal did thing to do? Did they ever discuss that? No. Yeah. They, no, it never came up in the, in previous episodes. Yeah. But it also doesn't seem like the kind of thing, like, if my best friend died, I wouldn't ask her cousin who was staying at her house to go root through her shit and bring back you know those her... sunglasses? I really like I really them. like them. And I was at the mall maybe? when she yeah. bought them. I was going to and... get them, but she got it first. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't... It just seems like a weird thing that yeah. Donna would ask Maddie for. Well, but... it, it really... The scene is really all about, like, shifting their characters, both yeah. of them. Like, Well, it seems like, I don't know, uh, the... The thing that belonged to Laura affects yeah. them. Well, yeah, because so when, it's almost like when Maddie's wearing them, she yeah. looks really pissed off and like dark. moody. Yeah, dark like like Laura was. And then, and then Donna puts as, them on and she starts becomes... smoking and like yeah, and yeah. it's it's all like hmm. it's like so, the character transfers through the glasses. And then Maddie tears up her own glasses. Yeah, she's like, and yeah, this one's a little blatant. It's like I don't like my character so far, so I'm gonna twist off my glasses <laughs> and turn into a bad girl kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's very like. Like there's this mystical element to the to the glasses even that, that yeah. transfer the the evil. Well, and that's <laughs> something that that comes up in you know ghost stories and horror movies and where an object takes on a piece of the person, right? Like it's voodoo culture. You can take a piece, an article of clothing yeah. or something, and it becomes a stand-in for that person. Yeah. So is that what these glasses represent? It's it's a piece of Laura, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it does tie into, I mean, we don't want to get into spoilers for Fire Walk With Me, but there is a scene with, with Laura and Donna in Fire Walk With Me mm-hmm. where Laura tells Donna not to wear her things. Yeah. Mm. So maybe this is, yeah. you know, already they were thinking about um, yeah. that kind some of, kind yeah. of a link there. But yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely, you're right, Aiden, that it signals a shift. Did you have anything to add to that, Aaron? Or? No. I wrote Donna maybe my least favorite character. <laughs> yes, we're all in agreement then. I think this we is are very all in good. Agreement. Donna's not yeah. a not a great character. But but this the shift isn't just like to make Donna into a badass chain smoking bitch. Also it she it also uh 
they get a, a new lead. They find a they get an anonymous letter saying check out the Meals on Wheels right. program, and this is where they kind of take over for Audrey as the second investigative right. mm. team because yeah. Audrey was doing a lot of the good investigating in the first season. Yeah, um, and now she's stuck at One Eye Jacks, and she her character changes a lot and stuff. But uh, Maddie and Donna kind of take over, and James to a small extent um, take over as like the other investigative team. Yeah. And this Meal on Wheels program is the the first part. So uh, this kind of sets that in motion. And sure. Yeah, because now that they're avenue with... Because they talk about Jacoby and how bad they feel that maybe yeah. they caused Yeah, because his... they were investigating him yeah. at yeah. the end of the last Exactly. Season, yeah. right? So yeah. that was their that was their investigation for all of season one. Now they've got this new, new lead, lead to yeah. go on. Um, so they're going to Nancy Drew that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. But now, now that Audrey is kind of out of the picture in terms of... Well, she's still doing investigations, but up at One-Eyed Jack. She can't do any investigating in town. Anyways, yeah, sorry, I was wrong. The the log lady is here. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this Um, is the pitch gum episode, or pitch gum scene. It's the only time that she shows up in this episode. episode, It's just to chew her spit... Chew her gum pitch gum, spit it out. <laughs> stick it on the wall. Stick yeah. it on the wall and then just put another it. piece in her mouth. It's yep. like, yeah. Who is this woman? Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> figure that out. I, I wondered why that was even in there. Yeah. Was it just comic relief? I, yeah. Or was it... Cause, well, she's she's set up as other, right? She's, yeah. She's, she's and she brings it up, like the yeah. Log Lady intro for this episode, she's like, I grew up in the woods. It's like, yep, you totally did. <laughs> you did not grow up in polite society because that is not something that normal people do. Yeah. Go back and live among among the trees yeah. because... You're a little crazy. <laughs> um, but I think it's just to, to yeah. set up her weirdness, which doesn't really need to be set because up. Because she carries around a lock. Exactly. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's You don't enough, really need right? to... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but with the introduction, it does it, make a little bit more. Yeah, sense. yeah. Um, so then we go back to the uh, the sheriff station. Sheriff station. We get yeah. Albert uh, tending to um, Cooper, tending to saying, Cooper's rooms, yep. and um, FBI agent has to investigate shooting. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So he's been sent there by Gordon Cole, and that's. Uh, yeah, but so he does have some information about who shot yes, him. He says yeah. that it was somebody between the height of five foot six, six, five foot ten. From a distance of three feet. Right-handed person. Yeah. Right-handed, yes. So, blank, yeah. um, which doesn't really narrow it down because most of the characters on the show are between five six and five ten, exactly. and I think that was on purpose. Right-handed. <laughs> it's it's a very vague. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then uh, Andy comes in and, and explains that Leo was in prison. That was the clue that yeah. that Agent Cooper told Andy yeah. about being locked in Hungry Horse. Um, oh yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. So yeah. the that's what the giant told Cooper. Cooper told Andy, and Andy figured it out that hungry Leo was in jail in Hungry Horse, Montana, in February 1988, which was when Teresa Banks, Banks was murdered. So, so Leo has an alibi for that murder. He didn't kill Teresa, therefore he didn't kill everybody else. Yeah, well, Laura. And so yeah, yeah, so he's gone, and all of a sudden you don't have a suspect anymore. Yeah, yeah. Jacques dead, uh, and probably didn't do it. Leo's dead, or Leo's. Well, cleared at least yeah well yeah it, so. yeah yeah all of a sudden we're back to square one at the start Basically. of season two so well, they did arrest Jacques for murder didn't they yeah originally yeah they thought he did it they yeah they arrested him under they... suspicion and then he was killed in the hospital before but they that doesn't him. mean that yeah no yeah but, but when but when they when they were talking to him he says that he uh yeah i didn't know anything about i didn't that. know what was going on and, oh. and everything and then but they still arrested him after wasn't that after that? No, no, was, no they, they, they talked to him after they'd they arrested oh, okay. him, and then yeah. and then Cooper makes that that comment Com- about how he's too stupid to lie. So this must be the truth. <laughs> yeah, he just accepts like <laughs> um, dumb. So, so yeah. 
so I think they had, there were a lot of really, that, that happened in the um, finale of season yeah. one. And there were a lot of like really quick, you know, well, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. So it, maybe they didn't, <laughs> they didn't look as closely as they might have yeah, yeah. done otherwise. But yeah. Yeah. So I'll, then after that, uh, Gerard arrives Gerard, to sell yeah, shoes. Yeah. So Gerard arrives to sell shoes. Um, and it's odd because does he does he say he'll come back or something? No, nope, like he just hangs around till the sheriff is ready to see him. Which isn't this episode. Andy, no, uh, sorry, not Andy. <laughs> he's just like hanging around night. for three days. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, it's a couple episodes. But Lucy later. does regard him kind of strangely. Well, yeah, so. and it's it's kind of odd because like they already met this character. Mm-hmm. He's not really a but bad he, character. He's, no, but he's acting differently, and and that's a first hint that for this season where his character is going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the music kind of yeah, took yeah, off yeah, in that scene too, is, right? Yeah. There's a little bit of a weird, ominous shift in the music mm-hmm. in that scene. And well, just the way Lucy's looking at him yeah. and stuff. And the way he acts. And the yeah. way he acts, yeah. He's kind of just smiling and... And like looking around. Yeah. Like he's yeah. kind of amazed of everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, and then, so James, who's been arrested for possession of mm-hmm. three ounces of cocaine, plays the tape from Jacoby's office. And this is where they... All of a sudden, decide that Jacoby is now a suspect in yeah, all of again, this. Yeah. Which it's hilarious to me because these junior investigators in the previous episode just out of hand, just like, yeah, Jacoby didn't do it. <laughs> but now, now Cooper's like, ah, oh, I had no idea Jacoby was involved in this. Yeah. So it's like, make up your mind. <laughs> well, clearly the junior investigators are not very good at their job, and Cooper no. is. So, yeah. yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, I, I my comment here, and maybe this is where you can jump in there. But I my comment is James is suddenly smart? Question mark <laughs> like he was so dumb yes. the whole season. Brief disclaimer. Yeah. Aaron likes James. I I actually really like James. Yeah. <laughs> I, We're I'm gonna not, make you defend I'm, this yeah, statement yeah. now. <laughs> what is it about James? I'm not sure. Well, I wrote down that it has something to do with his aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. That fits with the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I know he's not the best actor, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know what it is about him. I, I really like him. Yeah. And it might just be because I remember him from, there's this really bad movie from the early 90s mm-hmm. called Gladiator. Okay. Where he's an underground boxer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Which, heard of this movie. Yeah, That's really? Awesome. It's yeah. a Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in it. Really? And... Somebody else. Uh, it's it's really hilarious. But really? I okay. it used to be on TBS all the oh, time. Oh yeah. Okay. And I would watch it, and I thought he was so cool. <laughs> and that's probably why I, yeah. I yeah, don't hate stuck. him. Yeah. But I don't know. There's there's not a lot to defend because he really doesn't emote almost <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah. He he gets a little bit better here. Yeah. And yeah, we, we both noticed that when David Lynch is directing, he does a much better job. Like, because yeah. I don't know why. But... Well, I think, I think, okay, so you talked about his aesthetic yeah. being this kind of James Dean, very yeah. 1950s biker guy. Yeah. I think that's a very David Lynch thing that he yeah. would want to bring in. So it's probably right that whenever yeah. David Lynch is the one directing, he knows how to him, channel can, that feeling. Exactly, yeah. and get what he wants out of, yeah. out of the actor. Yeah. And the other directors just can't, or maybe yeah. they don't care as much. Yeah, I also noticed like right. James like put on some muscle, I think, in the in between season one Maybe. and two because he looked a little more built in this one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think they were trying to. Beef but in this in this bit. episode, he does he does um, offer some interesting yes, things. Like yes. he brings up the that Laura talked about Bob, Bob and mm. also the poem the about poem, fire. Yeah. Do you want to play with fire and everything? Yeah. 
So, so it's setting up. He's Bob helpful now. all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is new because he no. hasn't really been. And yeah, this is kind of annoying because, like, why didn't he say this in the first season? But because well, they, he says yeah. he forgot. It was something that yeah. he hadn't thought yeah. about until yeah. he heard on the tape that they played. Yeah, she talks about yeah that this mystery man could light her fire. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, uh, and then yeah, they re-entered Jacoby as kind of a suspect. And Cooper's like, wow, I didn't know he had anything to do with this. Right. Which is, again, kind of funny. Um, and then they go, Donna then visits James in the, oh, is yeah. that the next scene? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, they bring James back to the cell and then Donna visits Donna him walks. and it's just like, what is going oh, on man. here? This is, she's just, I, I love this scene though because she's just like, she's like transformed. Like she's just like. She's smoking. Yeah. She has that great line of like, he asks her, when did you start smoking? <laughs> When, when I, I got stressed. stressed, when did you get stressed? When I started smoking, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh my oh, god!" That's so good. It's yeah, it's but it's so ridiculous too because Donna is such a good character, and they had like they've only been dating, quote unquote, dating for a week. Is <laughs> that long? <laughs> it's it's like mean, five days yeah. or something. Like, and all uh, of a sudden, she's like sucking on his fingers finger through, the, through the cell. Door. <laughs> it's, it's very it's, strange. Yeah, it's, their whole relationship is bizarre. It's yes, yeah. right from the. But I wonder now, because in the last episode of season one, when James sees, well, in the last two episodes, when James sees Maddie dressed up like Laura, Donna starts, I think, feels a little bit threatened yeah, threatened. by Maddie's Maybe, presence. Yeah. So is this her way of trying to reassert, um, what's the word? Like her, control, yeah, like her ownership control, but, over James. Yeah, honest, like yeah, is that you know. is this her way of trying to keep him interested? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'll be more like Laura. Yeah. We've been listening to her tapes, and this is how Laura talked, and this is how Laura acted, maybe and I want her James glasses. Likes. This yeah. is what James was interested in. Yeah. So I'm gonna be that. Well, for and him. even when in the scene, uh, he asks like, "How's Maddie?" and she kind of like, oh, "Maddie's she's fine." fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like she's like getting catty already. It's kind of that's that's and the one thing I don't like about this relationship is like it's just like a terrible love triangle. But, well, and it, it's just yeah. one more instance of, like, there's very few female characters. There are very few female characters who are genuinely nice to one another. Mm-hmm. Like, there are, there's only one really true female friendship on the show, and it's between Shelley and Norma. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You get all yeah. these examples of... of Women competing yeah, for and stuff right? like that. Yeah, right? Norma and Nadine, yeah. Shelley and Laura, to an extent. Yeah. Um, yeah, the love triangles are kind yeah. of more or less with women, yeah. So there's no real good examples of female friendship. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. this is just one more... Well, and this is like the first time there's anything like really, really sexualized about any of the characters beyond Laura. Like, right. And Laura was just talked about and all of a sudden you had Donna like sucking mm-hmm. fingers and like yeah. kissing him through the cage and like mm-hmm. being like really aggressive about it. It's it's definitely a, it's a shift too in that, yeah. that way for the whole series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. If you consider Maddie as a double for right. Laura, yeah. that the feelings that James had for Laura, who it's only five days since she yeah. Yeah. they wouldn't be gone. Yeah. Right, yeah. of course. So I can see I can see that love triangle actually making some sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. No, you're yeah. absolutely. And, and especially because Maddie is the nice version of Laura that yeah. James yeah. fell in love with. And then he hears yeah. through these tapes that she didn't really love him that much. But Maddie is still really nice to him. And yeah, like I could, I really do see how James would be conflicted here because he does care about Donna and he still cares about Laura via mm-hmm. Maddie. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely. It's not there. the most unconvincing love triangle. No. It's, it's just, it just uh, happens really fast. Yeah. Well, yeah. but, 
And okay, maybe I'm used to this because I watched I watch soap operas a lot growing up, so I don't. This doesn't bother <laughs> yeah, me doesn't, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, we talked so. about passions on this show all the time. I was in love with that show. <laughs> this this show has got nothing on passions. Like, yeah, well, for craziness, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So then, do we go back to the sheriff's department? We're, well, we're still in the sheriff's department because that's right. That, yeah, yes. we just we go just to a different room in the sheriff's the, department. This is what I'm saying. There's yeah. there's not much change of, of scenery. Um, Lucy and Andy Lucy having to go through to flesh, flesh world. world. <laughs> and I just love Lucy's gasp when she opens. I'm we're both professionals. Opens it. <gasps> yeah, it's just so, so great. Yeah, it's like what were you expecting? <laughs> but I also love Cooper's line where he tells them to behave themselves. Like, what does he expect is gonna happen? Yeah, especially like, when they're fighting and stuff. Well, right? yeah, but like, does he think they're gonna get all hot and bothered yeah, and like yeah. start doing it in the on the office on the, table? Like, yeah, like or, what? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe or that's is he, what or is he warning do. them to not fight? Yeah, yeah. Like, it could be that too. I don't know. It could be I don't that. Know. Okay, yeah. that's a totally different angle. I hadn't thought of that, Aaron. You're probably right. <laughs> See, this is my mind goes to perverted places with this show, especially with Cooper. Yeah. Maybe that says something about my attraction to Agent Cooper. I did have a note in the in the very next scene in the hospital. I just wrote Cooper's eyelashes. Big exclamation marks! Well, no, I am so in love with this character. Uh, and you and David Lynch both, because the only other time he's shot like that, mm-hmm. where like he's like leaning forward and he's got these big eyes and he's lit with a very yeah. white light. Yeah. And you see his eyes and you see his eyelashes is in the pilot. Yeah. Uh, when he's talking to in the hospital. In the hospital, yeah. in the exact same kind of setting. Yeah. And I think just David Lynch just loves that. I think yeah, look of David him, Lynch like, has a crush on yeah. On Agent Cooper or Kyle McLaughlin. Or both probably. probably. Yeah. 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 So it's just Makes yeah. Sense. No, I agreed. I was like, he's pretty. <laughs> yeah, you, that's exactly what you said. You're like, he's a pretty man. <laughs> he is a very pretty man. So yeah. So this is the the sequence I was talking about when I was talking about uh how Yeah, the, we the stayed setting, in the hospital for a long the time. The hospital, yeah, there's like five scenes here basically. They start with Dr. Jacoby, and I love the the food thing that's throughout this yeah, part too. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Bad the how bad, how bad the food yeah. is. And it it's looks crazy. awful. It just looks like paint. And there's like a weird sound. Yeah, it's like a bubbling sound. Like what? Really funny. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and I'd be, I mean, like, okay, it's been a long time since I've been in hospital or anything, but it's not that hospital bad food anymore. isn't that bad. <laughs> it's not, not that bad. bad like this looks like slop. From but it is, you know, it's it's a trope of the bad hospital yeah. food. He just plays it up so well. Yeah. So. Uh, they yeah, they interview Jacoby, and he basically says, "Well, what does he say?" I don't well, remember he, now. Yeah, they asked him how he got the necklace because um, oh, yeah. Cooper Cooper has gotten the necklace from James. He just asks for it, yeah. and James is like, "How did you know?" and gives it over. But he says that they found it in a coconut, and <laughs> we're not making fun of James. No, we're not. We're not <laughs> at all. But but it is. It does happen very abruptly, yeah. and, it, and it's it's that happened in, in just the previous scene. But um, they talk about how they found it in the coconut. So then they they have to like, why did Jacoby have this? hidden and and why wasn't he forthcoming about this to begin with and um so they're just trying to figure out like what are his motives here i think and he explains how he knew that um the red corvette belonged to leo and he tried to follow this red corvette the night um that laura's body was discovered the first night that cooper was in town and how he followed the corvette but he lost them and yeah um, eventually found it yeah yeah. yeah, and and so But but he didn't I kind of tuned him out for a bit there, yeah. but at the end he says something no. interesting. Well, oh, yeah, did you his, wanna... no, it's his analysis. So he talks yeah, about yeah, how yeah. Laura was living a double life, right? Um, mm. And how eventually he says that Laura wanted to die, and that's or allowed goes... herself to be killed. No, that's I, his mind. Yeah. Maybe Laura allowed herself to be killed. Yes, but and he said she didn't commit suicide, but right, he said right. maybe she wanted to die, basically. Yeah, and it's right from Fire Walk with Me, where you know, spoiler alert. Uh, she makes that choice, right? right? She chooses to die, so it's 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 
preparing that that circle uh, right. very effectively here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also says this is the first time uh, that he says talking about how his waking life is kind of like a dream. Um, well, he doesn't say that, but that's kind of the implication, mm-hmm. and it's again. The, maybe this mythical world entering the mm-hmm. real world because he says he smelled burning oil when he, when uh, Leland killed, uh, what's his name? Jacques. 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 And the burning oil is a thing that comes yeah. back mm-hmm. uh, in Firewalk with Me and later episodes right. uh, as part of the, the kind of mythical spirit world. Um, right. So it's, it's again, it's it's this thing of that, that kind of intrusion and Jacoby's kind of another gateway for it. And he's one of those characters who has... And says weird things and like yeah. he's very into like drugs and well um, he's he's one of those he's that kind of guy who's like the aging hippie who never yeah. really yeah. exited the sixties yeah so you you know he yeah like a lot of his stuff seems like faux mysticism but there's some truth to it too I think I hate that he says that she allowed herself to be killed though that really bothers me it feels like blaming the victim to me i don't know how you guys read that but well no because it bugs me well for me i can't help but think of fire walk with me where she was presented with two terrible choices sure, and she chose but we to... don't know that at this point yeah no show when you're watching it so yeah. when they wrote it when they've written it the first time it just seems well I, that's to me when someone chooses death in any re- way or suicide or whatever mm-hmm. it is it's because their other option is even worse yeah. which is you know a really terrible thing to think about I but i think that's what he's kind of hinting at yeah yeah, it, you're right. It does, and I, I hadn't thought of it like that. But yeah. it does kind of have a victim blamey. I mean, of a little bit. Like I, I'm not. It. I'm, it doesn't bother me too much, but. But it, it is true. Like why? Like she got murdered. Yeah. 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 It wasn't her choice to yeah. get murdered. Really. Right. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, I hadn't thought of it. That I think way I think it it makes sense if you have hindsight in the show and your Aiden your view is not invalid i just don't buy it at this point sure yeah no, that's fair but yeah. uh have you guys talked about this treatment of psychologists and not no. really no but <laughs> there's a lot to unpack yeah, here there was a line that cooper says before he interviews him he oh, says yeah. no baloney magic tricks or psychological mm-hmm. mumbo jumbo which was basically just like no psychology talk yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we don't want to hear about your mental health things yeah. here uh-huh. it's like yeah it just kind of shuts it down yeah there's there's a lot of that in this show where there's i, I think you had mentioned it in one of your other episodes that the treatment of mental health and yeah this entire universe is a little mm, problematic yeah <laughs> not i mean for the time it was probably nobody even yeah sure but now, but I think, yeah. I, now looking back it's like man that's, that's that's really not, not cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, and and the and it's it's shown a lot in the way they treat Nadine and and um, yeah, we talked about that last episode. Domestic yeah. violence being a, a yeah, precursor to some mental health issues, yeah. but especially with the way that Cooper treats Jacoby, he just has such no disdain yeah. and mm-hmm. contempt for him. Yeah, and it's not just because he's a weirdo, because Cooper's a weirdo. Although he does have contempt, and we've talked about this in, in relation to his treatment of the log lady. Yeah, he doesn't like the log it's lady like, either. It's like Cooper's the only one who's allowed to be weird. Yeah. No one else around him can be weird. I, he owns that. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's more than that. Like, he, he kind of, right from the beginning when you first meet Jacoby, he has... Well, I mean, Jacoby's kind of him. well, yeah, but Jacoby's kind of a grating character. Like the first time he yeah, sees yeah, him, yeah. he's like, "Oh," and he wants to be all friendly and, and go to the morgue like, to see yeah, Laura's body, body and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it is weird. He rubs for in sure. the wrong way from the start, but yeah, you get the sense that it's not just Jacoby. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, people who deal with 
and with uh, Philip Gerard later on, you yeah. see with drugs yeah, exactly. and mental health, it's like it's yeah, treated he as has this schizophrenia, like, right? So yeah, and it's, deal with... yeah, so it's treated as this kind of like you know taboo all, subject and, that like only bad people kind of right, have to and deal with. and everybody in the FBI. Because when when Gordon Cole and Albert Rosenfield are there during Phil Gerard's storyline later yeah. on, they're also part of this whole like devaluing the process and you know withholding drugs from people like like yeah, that yeah. help them and stuff like they just it gets messy yeah yeah I mm. think but it's like this uh, from from the law enforcement angle, it makes you not really trust or like the FBI. Well, now but I think back then it would have been like yeah they're right those mental health wackos are just cuckoo you like think? i i don't i i honestly don't know i, I don't know where david lynch and well i don't know his treatment of mental health in all of his movies is kind of like like it's like well think about the inland empire like that whole movie might be in laura dern's head in which case she's just a crazy woman right, right. like so it's i don't know it's really in mulholland drive as well there's yeah. not a lot of sympathy given to people with mental illness no and or mental health but problems. at the same time it's that's yeah, like, I, do, I, I, it's something. I think we could devote a whole episode. Yeah, it's, to it's almost mental like health. mental health is something yeah. to be gawked at, like, like you're just supposed to be like, oh, that's weird and different, and that's that's well, kind of his yeah, approach to yeah. it. And it's it's kind of sad that way. So maybe the psychologists, if they can come in and fix that weirdness, it's not wanted. You don't well, want those people to come in and fix the weirdness because then the weirdness goes away. And David Lynch likes the weird. <laughs> I yeah. guess maybe. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because there's definitely a value put on like weird mysticism yeah. and uh, like symbols and all sure. that stuff but not on the, the psychology yes. like looking into the mind yes that that part's yeah not it's like, good. It's like it's you want to only accept, this yeah the, the of... product of the mental illness is yeah. what you want if yeah. you we don't want to understand why someone yeah. would have a dream about a giant we just want to accept that they're having the dream and that's yeah. the important part you're saying cooper's crazy too I'm not saying Cooper's crazy. I don't think anybody in this show is crazy. I know, I know. I'm just playing with you. Maybe Nadine. (laughs) Yeah, Nadine's probably the best sample. But yeah, no, that's a great great point. And and it certainly does play up here. Sorry, I kind of got that. No, that's that's good. Yeah, that's that's, great. It's definitely worth talking about. Um, Um, Yeah, so in the hospital still, kind of pan over and you're in Shelly's room again. Bobby comes visit So is this the first time that Bobby has come back to see her? Because yeah. because she you think her reaction would be more oh, animated. She's very like, oh, Bobby. I know, but she was just crying and like afraid that he was dead, and then all of a sudden she sees him and he's not dead; he's alive, and yeah, they just go and have like this normal conversation again. Like, well, no, because they ca- they recap what happens yeah. and they figure out how they're feeling it just, for each other, and yeah. they say she says she loves him for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and he know. says, he's like, I, I guess. guess I love you too. <laughs> So romantic. Yeah, he's such a he's such a great guy. Though. But yeah, it, when you say it like that, yeah. it sounds bad. But the way he <laughs> the way says he it, it yeah. It's, yeah, it's like he's realizing yeah. Yeah. that it he, he does also love yeah. loves her, which yeah. is yeah. nice. This, it is that, nice. This is that nice moment, Shelley. It is, and 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 he brings her flowers, which I I thought it was sweet because it almost looks like he like picked them himself or something. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not store bought; they're just like yeah, just flowers. a bunch that he grabbed. Which yeah. I like that that thought of Bobby like going into a field and picking flowers yeah. to bring to Shelly. Like I just, it's well, kind of sweet. And, yeah. Well, Aaron was saying yeah. before the before we went on <laughs> started recording that like this is like a shift in Bobby's yeah. character too. They really yeah. kind of turn him into a nicer guy. And yeah. Just, yeah. This is the first kind of like I I had a note earlier, but because I had watched the series and then I kind of fell off. Right. And then I watched the end, mm-hmm. and I had forgotten how bad some of these characters were at right. the beginning. Like, um, Ben and Bobby right. are just, like, 
terrible yeah, people. They're, they're yeah, they're characters. Yeah. yeah, and at the end, they ends nice. Yeah. Bobby's doing like I totally forgot how bad yeah. that they were. They yeah. completely turned her. And Ben's is kind of on purpose. Yes, but yeah. Bobby's you can tell they just wanted to smooth them out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I also I love this scene because they have like a little greeting where they grab each other's hair and shift yeah. each other, which and they've it, never they've done never done before. before. But it's like it's like that's their greeting yeah, to each other. Yeah, but you've never seen it. It's it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Cute, yeah. yeah, it's just, it, it's again it's part of the shift of like making them this cute little couple. Like they both, and again, Bobby's filmed. He's he looks very pretty here mm-hmm. too, yeah. and so does Shelley. Well, like, yeah, they're they're both very attractive. people. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, Not but that, lie. David loves to just like stare Focus at pretty faces people. for a long time. So um, yeah, Shelley does not look like she just survived. <laughs> yeah, well, because she, <laughs> she, she yeah. Okay, she first of all, inhalation. before before she even got to the mill, she was washing her. So her hair had like so unrinsed <laughs> shampoo. I'm telling you guys, when you have hair that length and yeah. you haven't rinsed it out, your hair does yeah, not does look not that look nice. Like that, yeah. So <laughs> maybe the smoke cut it yeah. out. Yeah, but, but then also but the, she has a smoke inhalation, and so does uh, Jack Nance's character yeah, Pete later does on. As Pete well. does. And Pete, Pete looks, looks like terrible. shit, <laughs> and, and Shelley's just like Shelley's just, cut her hair, yeah, yeah. Like, which yeah. maybe says something about the way that yeah. David Lynch views Jack Treats. Nance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not pretty, so yeah, we're not gonna. Put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, it's a cute scene. It is, yeah, it's yeah. nice. And you're right, it is that, that nice scene that Shelly gets. And she gets another one just shortly after with Norma when yeah, she comes in. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like yeah. finally Shelly's getting some good stuff happen to her yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. After she almost dies. Uh, I always <laughs> like Bobby, I really like his acting. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. It's not super weird, it's just very yes. subtly oh, strange. Yeah. Yeah. He well, like he, he weird actions. Uh-huh. Like and yeah. he always does stuff not quite normal. Yes. Not normally, yeah, which yeah is, just a little yeah. off. Well, in this yeah. one, he's he takes the cord from the, it's the a, drape. Or, or the light, I thought. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. But, and then he like, uses it as like, a stethoscope on her and stuff. And it's like <laughs> yeah. it's weird, and he's like holding it to his mouth. And, and Yeah, yeah you're right. It's, he does. It's, he does weird and then little later, like when he's at the at the diner, yeah. oh, just the way he sits in yes, the booth. Yeah. exactly. Just like, why? Yeah. why? Yeah. But it's, Especially in contrast to his father, who's yeah. this like, buttoned-up yeah. manger, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I really like the way that actor... Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Dana or Dana Ashbrook. Dana Ashbrook. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, how he plays Bobby. Yeah, yeah. and even in Fire Walk with Me. Yes, yes, does a yeah. Really he does the, the moonwalk thing that he does. Yeah, yeah. Which he does in the in pilot, pilot too. too. But yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. really good. No, I couldn't tell if they'd film that scene backwards actually. When I'm gonna I, have to watch that. Yeah, see. I never thought I, of that. Yeah, sorry. It could be, but yeah, no, definitely. It's love you back for a Fire Walk. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah. So then. Uh, Albert Cooper uh, yeah. and Truman Go meet up with. Ed. Yeah, they're gonna check in with Nadine because uh, this is the first time we we've visited her yet in yeah. this episode. She <laughs> took a bunch of sleeping pills, and like now she's fifty minutes in, and yeah. we're just getting to some of these plots. Um, yeah. So she's in a coma, and Ed is distraught, obviously, and he tells them the story about how uh, he and Nadine met and fell in love and how he shot her eye out on their honeymoon and this scene is great not for the story the story is fine but it's agent rosenfield's yeah. uh responses and he's like he's aghast and he's laughing and he's like wiping tears because he's laughing so it's it just so, so good. like oh albert albert is my favorite character tied yeah. with cooper but i love albert and yeah. he's just so such a bastard like you know, laugh. A woman. No, is but near it's death funny. Like when he just says, "Like oh, that's when I shot out her eye." You're like, "What the hell is going on?" Like you totally get it. You're like, 
Rosenfield's like, yeah, I'm with you on this one. But here, this okay, so but funny. here's here's where your your comment about him being the foil for Cooper comes in really well because that's that's yeah, Albert's exactly. response, and Cooper's is just so like, serious, what are you like, saying? Wow. Like, that's tough. Wow. Like, yeah. wow, this right? Is awful. Yeah. yeah, and Albert is like wiping tears away. It's funny because can't handle it. it. That seems great because Lynch captures both. Like, oh, it is yeah. hilarious to the viewer as an outsider, but at the same time, you're like, wow, Ed, yes. and you have this really <laughs> sad kind yeah. of yeah, backstory. tragic. So you yeah. get both in the exact same time. It's just it's yeah. filmed perfectly. No, yeah, it's great. I love that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so then they're just kind of. Uh, they're walking out, right? Yeah, Cooper gets Cooper sees a smiling oh, yeah. bag. The smiling bag that was yeah. carrying Jock. Yeah, but he doesn't really know what it is or what it's meaning. Yeah. It's just it's just a body bag that's hanging. It's and been it's rinsed out and washed mouth. out, so it's and it kind of does look a little bit like a mouth, but mm-hmm. but he's clearly he's thinking about this this dream or whatever it is that he that opened the se- the, the episode. episode yeah. And it's running through his mind, and he's constantly trying to think like, where am I going to find? Where am I going to find these these clues? Where are they leading me? Yeah. Um, so it's clearly on the front of his mind. But it's also I found this is the the weakest clue uh, because a smiling bag could be literally anything. And yeah. this was a, almost this one made me the first time I watched it. I was like, was the giant kind of misdirecting him? Like saying like, what's that psychological thing where if you tell someone to find something, it's like. Uh, like it's almost like a placebo effect, not placebo, but it's like you you say something so generic, like a fortune teller says something so generic, and then of course you'll find oh, truth in it somewhere. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know if there's a phrase for that, but um, I thought that's what was maybe happening here mm-hmm. because it's like a smiling bag. It's just it's an open bag that <laughs> happens to be hanging on. Well, a wall, yeah, I just I don't know? know what it signifies yet. I think that. Well, yeah. I don't even think Cooper knows what it signifies. Like, well, yeah. You... No, do we ever? I... It never comes back. Yeah, the other the other clues that the um, that the giant gives. Well, it's like owls are not what they seem, and yeah, uh, without chemicals, he points points. are a little bit more on the nose. Like they they lead to something, but the man in the smiling bag, at least to my knowledge, I don't recall what it leads to. No, that was it. It was just it was something he found. So to me, it was it was a little bit. But is it the man in the is it the man that he's supposed to be looking for or what? I have no idea. Anyway. Yeah. But regardless, Cooper says he's ready to lay it all out. And yeah. I love this interaction that he has with Truman where he's like, Harry, when Albert finishes up at the Great Northern, we'll meet back at the station. I'm ready to lay the whole thing out. Rocks and bottles. Chalk and blackboard will be just fine. Jelly donuts? Harry, that goes without saying. <laughs> this bromance, right? Yeah, it's Trooper, so, this yeah. man. I just love these two. <laughs> but anyway. And then, yeah, then you get Norma walking Norman into Shelley. We've talked about this before that Shelly has no one. Like even in the yeah. previous episode, like Catherine doesn't even know who Shelly is. She's like, "Who are you?" When she finds her in the mill, yeah. So nobody knows who Shelly is, and it's like Norma is her only friend, her only person that she can go to. So yeah. it's it's a nice scene. She's she's smiling and things are going well. Her husband can't hurt her because he's comatose at the other yeah. end of the yeah. hospital. Yeah, things he was are the worst. <laughs> he was the worst. So then we get one last scene. It's not even really a scene. But Norma's leaving, and she sees Ed with Nadine, and he's, like, so worried about uh, Nadine. And Norma, in turn, is, like, really... I don't know if she's upset for Ed, like, if she feels bad for him, or if she's just upset that she's not with him. It's kind of an interesting thing, because she just looks at him, and she just looks sad, and can't really tell what's going on in her head. Um, But, yeah, it's a nice little last touch in the hospital. So, yeah, you had, like, five scenes there. Yeah. Back to back to back. Um, It's really cool. Um, the next scene, Aaron 
to talk about Bobby's change mm-hmm. in his character. This is when Major Briggs talks about his dream with Bobby. And yeah, I think yeah. it's really well, great, I right? wrote down before he told about his vision mm-hmm. about how he, they're, him and Bobby are so different. And right. he, like, he doesn't know how to reach out to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's very regiment and military yeah. and everything. And, like, asking how he is is his way of being comforting right yeah yeah like it's all very cold but then he tells him this vision about returning to the house's grand foyer there came a knock at the door my son was standing there he was happy and carefree clearly living a life of deep harmony and joy We embraced a warm and loving embrace. Nothing was held. We were in this moment one. Holy cow! And yeah, Bobby, filled with hope. And Bobby everything. actually responds to it, and yeah, it's a. Well, yeah, and Bobby cries, yeah. and it's it's a it's a touching moment. I mean, I don't. Maybe fathers and sons like this is this is emblematic of the way that fathers and sons communicate with well, one another? Well, I think that's I kind know, of what Lynch but... is going for, is yeah. that there's this uh, communication gulf between them, um, between, you know, potentially all fathers and sons, because there's not really any other father-son dynamics in the show at all. So this is kind of like your one... Uh, unless major... you count Ed and James, it's the closest well, you get, yeah, and that's yeah, just I like guess. uncle-nephew, but it's the closest but that it's you close, get, yeah, right? I guess, yeah. But yeah, so here it's it's like, yeah, there's this... this well, men generally don't connect very well, and mm-hmm. there's actually a parallel to a or a contrast to the scene with Pete and Truman where they're talking mm. pretty openly about mm-hmm. their feelings and stuff. Um, but yeah, here it's it's almost like a, it, it retains his formality yeah. and kind of the, the emotional distance, but at the same time it's a very loving yeah. story that he tells him. Um, so it, it can be both, and that's why yeah. I love this scene for Major Briggs. I think it's the best well, one and it's, it's for his character. Well, it's the culmination of everything that he was trying to do in season one, like really trying to get in touch with Bobby. Every conversation he had with Bobby was about how, like, we're here for you, even though he was a dick about it at times. Smacking him. <laughs> like, he did, he did some things that I didn't like, but he was trying to connect with the son. And then mm-hmm. finally, he has this moment, and it's like a shift not just in Bobby's character because he softens up a bit, but it's a shift almost in Major... Not even... No, it's not a shift in Major Briggs's character, but it's a shift in his way of thinking, and it's a shift in their relationship, mm-hmm. which carries through to the yeah. end of the... Well, in every other scene that they, yeah. they have together. It's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's a worthwhile scene. I really... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really Definitely. love it. It's really touching. Yeah. And it's another season two shift. It's like, okay, they were fighting and they just did not connect at all in the first season. And then here they're going to kind of make up and, and move on. And it talks about dreams in a way that also... Yeah. The difference between dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. Which Major Briggs is the kind of guy that you would believe would have this kind of yeah. information. Um, he's, everything he does, everything he says is classified, but there's some wisdom here. Like he has experience with this. Like he talks about the difference between a dream and a vision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, um, reflected as well with Cooper's last line at the end where he says, I'm not dreaming. So he might be having a vision vision as well. Yeah. Maddie had a vision. Yeah. Like it's not just a dream. She had a vision of things like, yeah, that was kind of spelling out. Yeah. Yeah. 
dreams and visions are different yes. things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yeah. They have different significance. Exactly. To what happens in the world. Exactly. So it's a clue to us, too, that we should be yeah. looking at these things. It's not just dreams, but... Typical dreams, yeah. 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 So, yeah. No, I, I... It's a good scene. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, also you get uh, Shelley or Norma arrives back. Oh, yeah, right. And inter- talks with Hank for a little bit. And then you realize... Or, well, you don't realize you saw this in the episode prior, but Bobby remembers that Hank was the one who shot Leo and yeah. he's very much aware of that. But he, yeah, Lindsay and I talked for a little bit when we watched it. Like, does he think that Hank knew he was there? Which you you found out later in the episode that Hank doesn't know Bobby mm-hmm. was in the, mm-hmm. the space at all. Um, but yeah, Bobby's kind of worried about that maybe. We don't really know. But it's yeah. this, yeah, it's yeah. a weird thing that they don't, and they don't really use that information. It never really comes out later in the series. That, that, kinda, that Bobby knew that Hank was there? Yeah, does he ever use that information again? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Because I remember when Hank gets... Okay, well, spoiler alert. And, but Hank gets arrested, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think Bobby has anything to do with it. Mm-mm. I think it, the cops just figure it out. So it's kind of odd that... Yeah, here. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's more to do with just Bobby's character than anything. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I don't think they... Like, I, Hank falls off in the back half yeah. of the season. I yeah. totally forgot yeah. that he was a, yeah. a character until yeah. I rewatched some of yeah, the exactly. first episodes. Yeah. He was such a menacing presence in the first well, Yeah, he's yeah. he played scary really well. Yeah. 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 But I don't I don't even remember what he does in the rest of the season. No, yeah. Well yeah, not much. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Um So we get the the, the sheriff station and Cooper talking through what happened he's ready to lay it all out this is what he was talking about um it's a recap of everything we know which i think is kind of yeah like hey season two let's yeah, make sure everyone let's, knows on the same page yeah, yeah. we're going to come back from the same page but it's so this is where you were talking about andy having a, an emotional response and being the, yeah. the audience's yeah. kind of entry point into this so he does he he's crying right like yeah. this is his end so the whole that whole scene was shot really yeah. interestingly yeah. Yes. with the stacks and stacks of yes. the slow pan of, over of the, the stacks donuts. of donuts with all the scenes of the like horrific yes. things that have happened. Yes. So I don't know. I I wrote that it was the surreal over like the Monday. super real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Or like because stacks of donuts yeah. is like a really surreal. It is kind of <laughs> yeah. Thing yeah. over top of this like yeah horrific reality. Yes. I I don't know. Maybe they it were just have... looking for a way to jazz up that scene. <laughs> well, it could have been, but it also it works, reminded yeah. me of the scene where Waldo was shot, and there's the blood dripping all over the food and the donuts. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's it's like. It's funny that the that the sheriff station is so obsessed with donuts because they deal with all this horror all the time, and yet there's always stacks of donuts. Yeah. There's always a fresh pot of coffee, and it's yeah. like it's a Lynchian thing. It's like wrapping up this this horrific uh, reality inside something that is fairly innocuous. Like it's just donuts, but you're right, stacks and stacks of donuts is weird, and it's it it happens all the time. Yeah. They never eat that. They never donuts. eat that many donuts. <laughs> Nobody like, can eat that many donuts. The, in the pilot, I'll never forget the the first time I watched it, and and I see that she's laid out like 
And she does this every night, first of all. Lucy lays out like four dozen Dudes, donuts. Yeah. For how many people work in the yeah, sheriff's like, station? Like six, yeah, you see like six people, people, maybe? Like how and how are they not fat? How mm. does Cooper not put on any weight for the yeah. amount of food that well, he any eats? Any of the deputies, Hawks. They're all fits, very they're all trim, right? Like yeah. it's just it's so bizarre. But anyway. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 layered that the the donuts and then the yeah. there's uh, intercut well, with some trees as there's well. There's the woods, there's the f- red light, there's um, the train car, all of those things. Yeah, like the bloody the, rag, I think, is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So it's just um, all the, yeah, like you're saying, all the different gruesome things are yeah. kind of being connected visually there. Um, and yeah, I think it's partly just a, an easy way to retell the story, but it it's really, yeah, it's like this uh, ominous over overlay, mm-hmm. yeah, on top mm-hmm. of the, you know, the yeah. sunny donuts, you know. I like yeah. the way you put it, that it was like the... Over the super real. Yeah. yeah. The surreal over the super real. Mm-hmm. Or the super real over the surreal. Yeah, either way. Which, whichever whichever way. way you want to. <laughs> the donuts <laughs> over the... Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. Um, then we go to... Yeah, no, but Andy crying calls oh, him yeah. Albert Roserfeld, which I thought too. <laughs> That's so um, great. And then, and then yeah. the, the nice little sum up that, that Cooper has, that Laura's dead, Jacques is dead, Leo and Ornette yeah. are in comas, Waldo the bird is dead, and only um, leaves the third man. So that's who they're looking for now. Who was this third man? And they don't have any clue. Yeah. So this is now what we're looking for in season two. Yeah. Who was the third man? Who was man? the third man? Yeah. So yeah, then we go to the Blue Pine Lodge. Uh, yeah, Truman's helping Truman, Pete yeah. come home and pick him this up was that other. This was that other scene where an actor, I really feel like the smoke inhalation. Yeah, like, I feel it in my lungs yeah. when I watch oh, yeah. Jack yeah. Nance breathe. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just looks sooty still. Yeah, like, like they didn't wash him. His face is kind of reddish. Yeah. Like you see it around his hairline that yeah. he, I don't know if it's makeup or if it was a Gosh. tan that went bad, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he definitely looks like he's been through a fire. Yeah. Um, and he's breathing funny and, and it's. I feel like somebody taped my lips to the tailpipe of a bus. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> That that's line, great line is so yeah. great. I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've not been in a situation where but he described it like oh oh yeah i don't want smoke yeah (laughs) that sounds terrible yeah Uh, pete's great yeah he is he's just he's so sweet and and this is the scene i was talking about where uh him and truman are talking about Catherine and how he's pretty upset about her like you know he 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 says what did he say like living with her was like hell but but there was a little bit of heaven there too yeah yeah it's it's a sweet little thing and they they do it's an honest moment yeah Yeah. for two men to have that is rare on tv and especially like He's a lumberjack and he's yeah. a sheriff. Like, yeah. they're not going to be the most, you know... Open with yeah, their feelings. Yeah, exactly. But they are, you know, just because yeah. they have a good friendship there. And it's, yeah, it's sweet. Um, also, Truman also wants to know about oh, Josie, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The, they hadn't even mentioned yeah. Josie, Josie or all. Catherine. Yeah. No, exactly. They mentioned him in the very <laughs> beginning. And, and uh, that Josie's missing. You'd think that Truman would want to yeah. figure that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. His girlfriend, right? Yeah. yeah, but he goes to Pete and he's like, "Where's Josie?" And then yeah. they find out she's in Seattle. Um, and then that scene gets tied together right away because he gets a call. Yes, from um, that from, mysterious Asian man that Audrey well, saw. It's a different the, actor though. Yeah, it's like I mean, this is so Josie's cowboy. yeah Josie's whole cool. Asian background, yeah. uh, Hong Kong gangsters maybe kind of background starts coming up here, and it's mm-hmm. it's really you don't know what the hell's going on at this yeah. point. So this guy calls her, then hangs up as soon as. Truman asks who he is. Mm-hmm. And this is another instance of the scenes clicking because yeah, instead of... Yeah, blending together. Yeah, then you have the horns walking through it. Everybody... Yeah. Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn. Mr. Horn, Mr. Horn. Like everyone's just <laughs> talking to him. Mr. It's Horn, really Mr. funny. Uh, um, as they walk through the lobby of their hotel. Yeah, and then they go to, to Hank. But but this is the first time that somebody asks about Audrey. 
oh, Ben yeah, goes, yeah, hey, have you seen Audrey? <laughs> And they He's don't talk about her for, you know, another day. Yeah. Like, this this really does trouble me because a girl has just died. Yeah. One of one of Audrey's classmates has been brutally murdered. Another one has been attacked. If someone was missing... Audrey's been missing now for a couple of days. She's the barb of Stranger Things. She <laughs> is. Like, nobody cares about her. <laughs> the fact that she's missing. She's missing yeah. and they're just like, yeah, I haven't seen her today. Let's not worry about it. Let's go talk about Hank. Or talk to Hank. Uh, do you know what kind of food... Jerry was describing while yeah, he was walking. He, no yeah, because he talks about it. It's in incredible detail. Yes. Incredible <laughs> detail. And it's like encrusted in, in a blancmange pudding, he says. And, and and Ben is just like, that sounds, sounds so great. Amazing. Yes. And it's like, what? It's the whole head at the beginning. Yeah. Like, so it's like, head of what? It's like, it's got to be a vegetable, right? Yeah. Or is it like a pig? Or roasting or something? I don't know. <laughs> That's the great part about it, yeah. No I, idea. I love how focused on food everybody is. Not, well, but especially Jared, Jerry, Ben and loves Jerry. Jerry. Food, yeah. But and he's eating or talking about food in almost every. Basically scene everything he's in. he does, yeah. Just like Cooper always has food <laughs> or coffee or, or coffee. Or something, yeah. Like we we've talked about how food might be a, a substitute for sex in some situations, yeah, it's, or it's it's a representation of a person's appetite. Yeah. Um, but not just their appetite for food, but their appetite for other things. Other things yeah. So the fact that Jerry is so focused on food and elaborate foods. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, he like fetishizes them. Yeah. It's, like, like, it's that's not just what food. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to tell you like, an exquisite yeah. detail, everything about this <laughs> everything food. Everything like, that goes into making yeah. this food. And yeah. Yeah. It is, it, I, I do want to know if anybody listening has any clue what yeah. he's talking about. I, I would like you drop us a note with the recipe. Yeah. With the recipe. <laughs> I want to try this thing or whatever it is. Most of it's in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just need a few more hints. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. How to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So then we go, we follow them to Hank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hank's like, it's really menacing. He's wearing like his, his leather jacket and he's got the fire going yeah. and he's just kind of like this shadowy figure. Yeah. Literally. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so they chat a bit and like they confirm just like Yeah, Josie's gone, Josie's Leo's gone. been shot. They want to make Catherine sure that Catherine is... is gonna take the fall for the fire. Yeah. So yeah, and this is where they finally clarify it. So they're blaming Catherine hired Leo to start the fire, and then Leo backstabbed her and killed her at the fire. Is yeah. what is what they were trying to set up, and then yeah. they kill Leo to kind of uh, close all the loops, uh, yeah. or mm-hmm. close all the, the loose ends there. Yeah. Um and it's funny because as they're talking about like they're clo- they're closing the loose ends, they're they're circling uh, Hank and just like yeah. trying to threaten him even though by far he's the most threatening character yeah I love room. that Jerry comes up he's like in his face and yeah. and it's like Hank's got a good foot and half yeah. on him like he could just flick you away yeah. but Jerry's just like he, he reminds me of a small Mexican chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> but he reminds me of a little yeah. dog like he yeah, thinks he's yeah. a big dog yeah. and he's just like gonna get up in his face and yeah. and uh yeah, yeah. He has yeah. a few good lines. Jerry does in this, you know. Yeah, Johnson is in a coma. Looks like brain damage. With Leo, how could they tell? Why isn't he dead? I caught him center shot with a 44. Couldn't risk going inside. The neighborhood was hot. I had to sneak past patrols as it was. Anybody see him? Negative. He was chopping wood. Chopping wood inside? Yeah, you know Leo. Wait a minute. Chopping wood inside? Yeah, you know Leo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that Jerry's like, even Jerry's smart enough to figure out that that makes no yeah, sense. Wait, like, yeah, wait. Inside? 
<laughs> you know Leo. Yeah. And they repeat it again. Yeah, they repeat yeah, it again. The exact yeah, same exchange exactly. twice. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I love that scene. Um, I, I wrote down this quote um, that Ben, um, Hank asks what they're going to do about the ledger. And yeah. Ben says, leave the creative thinking to the brother's horn. You're a bicep. Relax until we say flex. Yeah. I really like that it sets up that not only are they rich and powerful, but they're smart and Hank is dumb because he's poor and was in jail and everything. <laughs> like, he is just the hired goon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it's a it's a nice little subtle reminder of the strata that exists here, like the social strata mm-hmm. and where everybody fits in. But, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, no, that seems great. Anything else? Yeah. No. No? One-Eyed uh, Jacks. One-Eyed Jacks. And this is the scene I was talking about with the, the weird camera yes, angle. Yes, yeah. Um, it's filmed, it's Blackie's office or her boudoir or yeah, something. She's getting a massage from... Two of the girls. But yeah, it's filmed really cool because like, she's at like, a diagonal angle and Audrey's in the background. Yeah, the camera's up high and Audrey comes from the door all the way, all the to, way the to the camera and then and back, back again. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's an interesting thing to just watch. And, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah. Blackie is upset with Audrey because she rejected the owner. And Audrey says, well, she's he wasn't my type. type. And Aud- she doesn't and really Blackie get the says, job, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Blackie explains it to her. <laughs> everyone you is your type. You are a prostitute. <laughs> everyone is your type. It's pretty clear. So it's funny that Audrey like didn't. Well, she exactly. does, she's just, this is just so symbolic of how in over her head she is. Like, she just has no idea yeah. what is happening and what she's gotten herself into, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think this is the first moment when she, she really starts to realize yeah. just how bad it is. Yeah, this is a bad situation yeah. that she's in. Like, and because she saw Cooper on the camera the night before... Yeah. I think in her mind, she expected that she would not have to be there that long. So the Mm. fact that he hasn't, like, swooped in and rescued her yet must be uh, another factor in her, her, like, it's going through her mind. It must be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's it's interesting because you'd think that, like, she could say, my name's Audrey Horn. Right. And say, like, my, my, Yeah. Like, is she counting on that maybe at some point? Well, she wants to do, she wants to do more investigating. And she, yeah, does, she does say, say that, that at the end. Yeah. That she's going to look into whether or not Laura, Laura and Ronette were there. Yeah. But even though she knows Ronette was there, because she saw it in Emery's book a few episodes mm-hmm. ago. But yeah, she she wants to do more investigating. But but she's getting out of her depth, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she says that later in the episode, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that seems just, it's kind of an interesting one, but. Um, well, it ate up the stakes for Audrey. Yeah, for That's sure. That's what yeah. the purpose is. Yeah. Um, so then we move to the Hayward house, if I'm correct. Did I mm-hmm. miss one? And this scene is just uh, the best. Is there another one? I had a note about the double R having a station wagon. Yes, oh, yeah, because Donna. Donna Donna gets, or she phones oh, right. Norma and says so she's going to take over the, meal the meal Meals on Meals. the double R station, station wagon. wagon yeah. Should, I, why does the double R have <laughs> a station <laughs> wagon? Yeah, and then, and then yeah. everybody knows that they have a station wagon. Yeah. Like, is it branded? Do they do deliveries? Maybe that's what it is. Well, it's Meals on Meals. They provide the yeah, meals. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, can, can Pete <laughs> can call up and just say, you know, hey, Norma, bring me a... <laughs> Two places of pie. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like, do they do that? I don't know. Toad in the back runs through the station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's great, yeah. It is funny. But yeah, yeah she, she wants to take over the Meals on Wheels because she got that note earlier in the yeah, episode, right? Yeah, I have yeah. a note here, too. Yeah, I forgot about this scene, but yeah, she's kind of like, she's like looking off into the distance mm-hmm. as she's talking, and it's just like a, it's a very Lynchian kind of thing, because what is she looking at the whole time that she's staring off while she's talking? She's just talking on the phone. I didn't... 
You want to fight about this? Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> want to fight about it. You're right. I'm wrong. It means nothing. no, 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 no. I just, yeah, I. It's just. I think it just fits in with the rest of her character from the from the episode. Yeah, is. I guess she's just looking mysterious. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy it. Whatever. I think it's it's okay. I don't want to slagger, but I'm not convinced Laura Flynn, Flynn Boyle is the greatest actress <laughs> on the planet. So it could just no. be her. Her best, her best at yeah. being mysterious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so right. fair enough. But yeah, then we get the Hayward She's no house. James. She's no James. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have the range. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, poor well, James Marshall. Um, we love him. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Hayward Supper Club scene, which Supper is what they call club? it. They call it the Hayward Supper Club when Gersten. Yep. Oh, okay. I couldn't understand a thing that girl was saying. She had like she a, has speech, a speech impediment. impediment. I'm just that's kind of mean, but yeah, she. Mean. But I no, I didn't, and I didn't know that she had. They had two sisters. Like this is the first time you see Donna's other sister, right? Yeah. Yes. The, We've the, seen the, Harriet so. in the first yeah. episode. Yeah. She but, hasn't been back until this episode, and this is the first time we've seen Gersten. But I think she was mentioned. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. But, I I don't remember her at all. And it's know. weird because she's a redhead. Doesn't look like her parents. Yeah. She looks like anything like uh, uh, Sarah Palmer. Like, but yeah, so she has this little speech <laughs> and then, uh, the other sister reads a poem. Harriet. Harriet. Okay. Can I just read my yeah. note that I have? I have, what the f*** is this shit? <laughs> Gersten plays the piano and Harriet reads a shitty poem. What <laughs> yeah, the f***? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what, what I, I This f***ing poem doesn't even f***ing rhyme. That's what <laughs> <It's> I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, <laughs> what do you have, Aaron? Do you have any I, good uh, singers on this one? <laughs> go nearly as good <laughs> Uh, I wrote unsettling music uh-huh. in, in combination with the the handheld camera. Yeah. When it's oh, yeah, looking at yeah. the, it's very yeah, like, yeah. ominous. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, and it's very close and like domestic. Like it really captures yeah. that domestic feel, but yeah. it's it's really just standing in one spot and spinning yeah. back and More forth or less. almost. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really kind of creepy that way. But it's also the poem that she reads is really almost. Like, I wouldn't read it to the mother of my yeah, friend. Yeah, I'm like, who the hell's going to read this week? to Sarah? Yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's very strange. And and the reactions that they have, like, Sarah almost seems like she can't believe that she has to sit through this. And Leland is no, very No, Sarah's happy. like, oh my God, this, like, she's going to break down again. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to have to experience <laughs> this. Smiling. Yeah, and like. Yeah, Leland's really into it. Mm-hmm. I, I like how he's in black tie. Yes, also. yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> overdressed. It's crazy. Really overdressed. <laughs> but what um, the hell is with the music? Like, what kind of ominous, <laughs> terrible, like, yeah. scary music is this for a poem about a dead girl? Like, like only At David Lynch could do that. Club. Yeah, it's like, a Lynchian nobody... moment right there. Well, it's like Angelo Benalmenti was yeah. doing well he did yeah. he probably wrote the music probably. for her right so it's just it feels like that it doesn't feel yeah, like yeah real... so yeah and then ha- uh harriet c- continues no gersten continues playing a is yeah, it mendelssohn a mendelssohn piece yeah, yeah. well the, the camera pans over them eating and but it's almost like there's a time cut there because it's like they're all of a sudden they've been eating for a little bit yeah but gersten is still playing yeah, so yeah. i imagine that's, my head she's not allowed to eat that's exactly she's back there playing she'll she's get like, her food after you supper. eat your tiara <laughs> come on wait it's so weird uh. But she got her highest marks. In... Yeah, she did. She's, and she oh, gets right. to be yeah. the fairy princess in the play. So she, <laughs> she's like 11. So. Yeah. But she's yeah. very talented. Like, she's oh, yeah, a really no, good absolutely. piano player. And that so. is actually, Alicia Witt is a, is yeah, a, was a, a pianist. pianist. Like, yeah, she's, yeah. That's her playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But yeah. Uh, um, I wrote, this would be awkward under normal circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Let alone, like, yeah. dealing with all the terrible things yeah. that yeah. happen. It's just... Yeah super awkward no it's true well and i mean is is will hayward almost it seems like he's falling asleep 
And they talk about how busy he's been because it's been a, a rough, a rough day, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like he's almost falling asleep in his food. And and then Leland makes a little comment, and they they're talking about the yeah. mill fire and how oh, yeah, 150 jobs lost or something. Yeah, like and that. how well, but this must be good for Ben. And it's yeah. the first hint that people are, you know, yeah. maybe maybe not suspicious, but that Ben is going to profit, and yeah, Leland can't say know. anything because he's their lawyer yeah. and. It's 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 awkward dinner conversation. But it's also sure. it's it's more normal than the poem. So to me, oh, yeah, I wrote no, this right. like it's a return to normalcy maybe, and everybody seems fairly happy for well, a little and, bit. And Leland mm-hmm. does bring that up because Will asks him about his yeah. hair, and he says it's almost like he changed overnight, and like yeah. a weight's been lifted, and and you see that like he carries that out, like that's mm-hmm. his his persona now. But yeah. it is. And then it, it, it's even, so unsettling. It's even not even really that weird when he starts singing because the song is everyone's like going with it. They're like, yeah, everybody get, get happy. happy. Forget your troubles and just get happy. You gotta pack all your cares away. Sing hallelujah, come on, get happy. Get ready for the judgment day. The sun is shining, come on, get Except Sarah. Except for Sarah. Except yeah. for Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's a little... Sarah knows something Yeah, Sarah knows something is weird. Like, everybody's laughing, and she's... And then when he just is goes Is she embarrassed, over. or is she well, concerned, or I, what is it? I, I, I read it as she's concerned yeah. with, that he's been acting so... Yeah. Odd. Doesn't she say, like, Leland or something at some point? Like, yeah, she, well, she when sounds he, he gets he gets all frantic and, and starts... And then he collapses, yeah. I think, at that point, she... Then he gets up, and he's like... Begin the begin! <laughs> You're like, what the hell is up with this guy? Like, I just like, I, that my next line is, like, yeah, somebody. Sarah can't believe this shit. <laughs> it's so true. Because that's uh, when she she's just like drinking. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, I would be drinking too if yeah. I were married to Leland Palmer yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, so then we get the the last scene. The last well, it's two intermix scenes. Yeah. But so Cooper. At the Great Northern, yeah. Cooper yeah. hasn't slept in three days. Yeah. Well, not much, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he got shot. Uh, Nineteen hours before he got shot, yeah. so he's he's needs some much needed sack time. Yeah. His sleep has been very badly interrupted first by Audrey naked and then being shot and. Oh, yeah, it's been a rough, it's couple, been days. A rough couple of days for him. <laughs> but yeah, he does say he doesn't believe the dream that he had about the giant, which is odd because he doesn't have the ring. His ring is gone. Yeah. But he still says here he doesn't believe that it was a dream, or he doesn't believe the dream that he had. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's, it's odd though because then. In the interim, you get Audrey, right? And she's she's basically praying. Uh, she is. To say like, and the song the song that's playing over it is called Audrey's Prayer, so it is a oh, prayer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's praying, and to me, this was more of uh, the connecting to the with the uh, supernatural stuff because it's right. almost like she prays, and what happens? The giant shows. That's up literally what I have here. Oh, hey, we're on the same wavelength for once. Uh, yeah, giant has heard Audrey's prayer. Yeah, and and then she's praying to Cooper, but the giant is the one who hears it. So yeah, and. So this is also the, one of the first times you kind of see how uh, the creatures from other realms or whatever they are, the giants and so forth, they kind of activate through electricity. Like the light turns on mm. and that's when he appears. Right, right, right. Um, that happened in the beginning too. In the beginning too, but this one it was totally dark. Right. Like that one the lighting changed, but this one yeah. was totally dark and he activated it and that's how yeah. he kind of came into right. the world. Um, uh, can, can we back up for a minute? Sure, because, sorry. Yeah, you jump, you're I jumping jumped. all over the place. I'm jumping. Well, I'm jumping to the interesting parts. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to talk about the boring parts. And mm-hmm. I want to let Aaron have a chance to talk, too. You're talking a lot. So I'm getting <laughs> oh, shut up there. Like, we've got dreams, we've got visions, and we've got prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, and then 
when Cooper has the dream and the giant comes in and he does say, you forgot something, Mm -hmm. that's where I think, because he's talking about the note. When Audrey says, didn't you get my note? It shows the note under his bed. So he's completely missed this at this point. So. Mm Um, How did it get under the bed? Yeah, yeah I we don't both know. wonder that too because it's on the counter uh, yeah. with the phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe because yeah, he picks it up. Yeah. yeah, he's going to read it yeah. and he goes to answer the phone, phone and he puts the note down. So I don't know um, if somebody moved it, and I. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, did the giant move it so that he would find it later? Or did the room service waiter yeah. move or it? Or did the cops move it when they were bustling in to, to yeah. save him or something? Yeah, there, there are multiple interpretations. It's not, it's not but how did it get under the bed? Who knows? Who knows? But, but it is. It's, it's, it's under there. the bed. Yeah. And he has forgotten to read it. He's been dealing with some other shit. Like, let's not... <laughs> let's cut him some slack here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, then Cooper says he realizes that it's not a dream. Yeah. Well, he tells him... One person saw the third man. Three have seen him, yes, but not his body. One only, known to you, ready now to talk. Yeah. So yeah. Ronette has seen the third man. So yeah. we, we got that, the scene earlier where, where Cooper talks about all the people that, all the witnesses are dead, and we need to find the third man. Um, but now Ronette is this wild card who's all of a sudden waking up and is ready to talk. Yeah. Um, the other thing that the the giant says two more things that I wrote down here. The things I tell you will not be wrong, but he says that you shouldn't be looking for these things so quickly. Like a path is formed by laying one stone at a time. And I think that's oh, yeah. been Cooper's problem in this episode is that he's it's been looking time. so focused on on figuring out these the clues, the clues that he's maybe Missed you know, because every other time he's just let these things happen and come to him. And when he's focused on it, he's going to miss it, right? Mm. So the giant is just kind of, I think, Re- reminding him that just, just relax, thing and things will come. Will yeah. come. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, and then the light goes into Cooper. Yeah. Which, what does that it's mean? It's so weird. And then he disappears. The giant's gone. Well, so, does the giant disappear? Does the giant go in to Cooper? To Cooper? That's what it seemed I like to me. Know. Like, when like, I first watched him, like... So his spirit is now in Cooper or something, or his knowledge is in Cooper maybe? Yeah. Or maybe that's what happens with the dream. That's how mm. he remembers it. I don't know. So then we go to Renette, and you get the... Is that the well, last? I love that there's like the creepy tracking shot in the hallway, yeah. like the hallways of the hospital, and mm. like the lights flickering again, and and you get that slow pan down, down the, the hallway. hallway yeah. And then Ronette remembering. Yeah. Remembering. Oh, okay. Was well, that not the all, creepiest, First of all, scariest? her arms lift up before yeah, she remembers. Right, right, it's right. like something's like, again, entering her and reminding her of mm-hmm. it. But yeah, and then... But was that not like truly terrifying? That yeah. was a scary ass scene. Yeah, that is... I had nightmares when I first... Laura's scream and the look well, in her like, eyes. Yeah, and... yeah, she's so scary. God. And Bob is and, just... Yeah. yeah, Bob is crazy. <sighs> so crazy. That, the, the howling and yeah. everything. Yeah, well, the way he laughs, like his is it, but laugh it's all, is it's, like it's, a, it, it's laughter and it's a it's anguish at the same time. Yeah, like it's very yeah. intense. And I don't. I mean, we, you know, you know, I love Firewalk with me. Yes. Um, and the it's the scene. The shots are almost very similar to what's actually yeah. in the movie. It is like it's very very, very close. So I think uh, I think at this point, David Lynch at least had an idea of everything that was going on Probably. here. Um, because he comes back to it again in, in Firewalk yeah. with me and stuff. So, I mean, we the mythology and the whole uh, supernatural element kind of fades away again in the middle of the season. 
But um, the groundwork is being laid here for yes. something more than just a, a yeah, like that that mythology is starting to yeah, and then, underpin everything. And it comes back at the end of season two for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Fire Walk with me is loaded with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah, I love I love the scene and yeah, this whole episode's great. So. Yeah, it definitely has more intense feel than the rest of the yeah. episode yes. does. Yeah. I, I the dream, me, the last this Yeah, last that scene, last yeah. where she's I don't know if it's her remembering yeah. or yeah. yeah, I don't know either. What, but it's it's very intense. And d- yeah. does she wake up at the end of the episode or is Yeah, cuz in the the start of I think it's the start of the next episode where she is awake and they go to interview her. Yeah, no, it's a great what a way to end. to end the episode, yeah, right? Especially. So we started off with this very slow, like room service waiter, yeah. you know, and by the end of it, you've got this amazing, and nobody was watching. That's the thing. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. the numbers in front of me. I, I'll maybe put a link but up it just on the was site. Down, but, down but I the think whole by the end of the episode, like it was, it was already it was like the fourth out of the, yeah. the first time slot anyway out of the major networks. So it was like mm. nobody was watching it at this point. And that's the best part. Like hmm. all this yeah. amazing stuff is starting to be uh, you know laid out for us yeah yeah that seems crazy yeah people would give up so quickly yeah. i know i know how did this end up being last was it just too weird yeah i mean there's a lot of people who who if you meet them and they don't like twin peaks it's because i don't know what's going on and it's just yeah i mean they just sound can't. really smart <laughs> and jerk, did, but, right. but you know that's kind of the thing it's like well i don't it's not a clear linear narrative it's not a procedural crime drama it's not a, a soap opera, a soap opera. Right? It's, it's not a psychological thriller well it is a bit horror. of a psychological thriller yeah that, but it's that all of those things and in... fucks everything else up like yeah. it's, it complicates it a lot for for some people who just don't want to have the hassle of not knowing what's yeah. going on like i'm blown away when that that opening scene i loved it i know yeah i remember you were watching this with your parents and your I, this was the first place. my dad put it on he's like Lindsay, you have to watch this yeah and i <laughs> yeah, well, you know you know my history with the show like i was always so afraid of the show and my dad's like no you have to watch this so i watched this three minute long yeah. opening uh um, we watched it together I yeah, was there too, yeah the opening credit sequence and then i'm like what the hell why and is I this sat waiter down, doing yeah, like why is this taking so long why is he not calling the help like <laughs> yeah i did not and, get it and but that's what he handed me the gold box DVDs, DVDs and he's like just watch them and I did and that's what did it for me so this literally was what what convinced me to watch this show again yeah this this episode yeah and I it is it's, a, it's yeah, yeah. It, it's got everything in it it's funny it's, yeah. it's scary it's supernatural it's you know there's Dramatic. plots and yeah there's love stories it's, it's everything that's happening in this episode really so yeah yeah it's like a it's like the pilot I guess yeah but it's because you've already you don't need any of backstory yeah. on anything. It's a little bit more... Plot-heavy, I think. Yeah, but you get a feel for the characters. Yeah. Or you already have a feel for the characters, so there's not any like introduction yeah. that yeah. needs to go on, so yeah. they can do more interesting things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Like have a giant show up in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and at this point in the show, you buy it. You're like, yep, okay. Yep, yeah, exactly. It's just something else that happens to Agent Cooper. Well, he's already had that dream. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. After the dream, so it's like nothing of... weird can phase us anymore. It but is you want to know. That's the thing. You want to know. Yeah. Or I do. We do. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't we, be watching. Yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it for two hours. later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? So, so yeah. yeah. Any final thoughts? Closing thoughts about this episode? Uh, I love the opening music and mm. 
scene. I never mentioned that in yeah. the beginning, but yeah. that's like, like one the, of my the favorite theme parts. song, or? the theme song, yeah. and the whole opening. Yeah, yeah. is one yeah. of my favorite parts about the show. Yeah. What What is it that you love so much about it? I like the music and yeah. the intercuts of nature and the sawmill. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know what it is about it, but it weirdly matches the show. Yeah, even though yeah, <laughs> even though it's so like. This dream-like, well, I guess it's yeah. dream-like music. Yeah. It's so calm, and then the show's about solving a murder. Yeah. It's uh, I don't the whole, the whole opening thing. I could I just watch it every time. Yeah. 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 We we talked about it uh, the, our first episode, I think. Yeah. Like that it, well, yeah. That it's just like there's like violence and there's, you know, the teeth being sharpened on yeah. these saws, and they're gonna just cut into the wood it's so brutal yeah and then there's and this it, nice waterfall yeah. <laughs> and the water flowing and stuff and it's but yeah. um yeah i can't imagine skipping over it like no. i listen to it yeah. watch it yeah it's so great and the music doesn't seem like it should fit but, but it, it does it does yeah because it's also kind of mysterious just like it, just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure nice <laughs> I, I see what you did there <laughs> uh. I'm yeah. not on board with James, but I'll, I'll we'll allow, allow it. We'll allow for this one, I guess. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to cutting him up next time. It's just yeah. you and me. Don't worry. I did like him more in this episode. Yeah, like I said, David Lynch. Uh, yeah, some David work. Lynch yeah. can make, can pull a lot out of James. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. All right, that's it. Yeah, we're, we're signing off, off, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for tuning yeah. in. Yeah, and thanks for yeah. joining us. Oh, yeah. thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great. Can. If you're enjoying the show and want to join the conversation, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bickeringpeaks, all one word. Or you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Aiden Hales, that's A-I-D-A-N Hales, H-A-I-L-E-S, and Lindsay's at Linstam, L-I-N-Z-S-T-A-M. Or you can head over to iTunes and leave us a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you.